boy. You lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 98. On tonight's episode, the Mondlings talk about the beast from the monstrous Arcanum book, and they announce their contest... Con- contest NATO? Snorty, what's a contest NATO? More contest than you can shake a stick at? Somebody hit that fat man. That doesn't even make any sense. Hey, shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can, keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you prizes, contests, monstrous arcanum. I'm Chris Yu. And I'm the one who knocks. Still knocking. Still knocking. Knocking up to 100? Uh, I think on episode 100 we'll have a n- probably have a new... Ooh, new name. We'll interesting. Unveil the new name after all the names <laughs> have gone through so many. Uh, I got to think of something. Well, you got a little bit of time. It's become a really stupid tradition. <laughs> <laughs> can, how about uh, maybe we can uh, volunteer something for you? Oh, great. Yeah. Why don't I just let the that'd listeners be, that'd pick be great. a name? Yeah. That'd be great. And I'm... Magoo and <laughs> hey, cuckoo <come>. clock. <laughs> well, no kidding. I said on purpose. <laughs> so, how you been? Uh, not bad. How about yourself? Well, I'm hanging in there. You're on summer break now. Yes. Congratulations out for summer. As yesterday was my first. Well, actually, yesterday was the day I was supposed to go in and put in all my grades and get my stuff signed off on yeah. and put away all my stuff. Yeah, I had that done. <laughs> oh. Like, I had the finals, and you know, so many teachers love those scantrons, but then you got to go get in line and get sure. a scantron. All that. I have the kids doing. Short answers and fill in the blanks and multiple choice, and I just have them writing them on a test. Uh-huh. So as soon as Old they're school. finished, I'm sitting there grading them, running through. I got my TAs, and we're just assembly line sure, grading them. Sure. So before the kids walked out the door, they actually had their semester grades. Oh, nice! So everybody knew what they got. Everybody went along. Efficient. And I was just like, okay. And as soon as they were done, I threw them in a box. Yep. There's a David-shaped hole in the door. <laughs> <laughs> One of my students tweeted like, "Damn, White Tick got out of here in like four seconds There's after like that." Papers flying in the air and dust. Yeah, I was done, so I didn't even go back the last day. It's so weird. It's like I'm getting up and still getting my kids off to school. Sure, yeah. And like, and then everyone's gone. I'm like, look at I'm like, oh, I should probably be doing something. Like, you're well, yarn break though. Well, yeah, but I mean, I've got, nice. I've got a lot. I've got a, I've, I've got my summer to do list. Sure. And it's like I want to kill that as soon as possible. So I've been like. But we're you know going to Disney in just days, so nice. Yeah, nice. I'm all excited. It's just it's it's a it's a it's a fun time for me. How about for you, man? I know your wife's going to be on summer break. Yeah, so. well, yeah, my wife works in the schools also. Uh, now that they're all on summer break, everyone's going to be home with me, which is kind of tough since I work from home. Okay, so it's like ah, oh, so it's not. It's the opposite. <laughs> like all of a sudden, it's stressful at home when it should be oh, quiet and there's stuff. There's tons of people around. Uh, I got you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we usually work around that somehow. But, uh, yeah, uh, we got bits coming up. So there's a lot of prep there. So it's actually oh, yeah. quite a busy Warhammer time for me right now. It's the busiest probably that I am all year. Wow. Well, so we'll, 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 we'll talk about coming? that. It's coming along. It's coming along. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the, uh, <laughs> in the, the toolbox hobby. segment because that's <laughs> all my my toolbox is full of bit stuff. <laughs> if I can say that. Your toolbox is full of bits. It is full I of gotcha. bits. I got you. All right. Uh, oh, you know what we should do? Thank our sponsors. That very well good. All right. Thank you to Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Yay. Mears Miniatures. M-I-E-R-C-E Miniatures. Mantic Games. Yes. Guildpainting.com. And Battlefoam. Protecting your... Army. Very nice. Yay. <laughs> I love it. 
was saying that. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, do listeners like listening to it? Uh, I think think the answer is yes. Yeah, I think it's kind of gone. I mean, at least for the people who bothered to reply to the question, we had more yeses than noes. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Getting close to episode 100. Yeah, it is coming up. So excited. So we got tons going on. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show but we have two shout outs now these I, these are personal shout outs um one as i was telling you is for justin swain uh swain stash on the garage hammer forum that's such a great name yeah <laughs> congratulations justin on your first ever game of warhammer hey. he posted that under the battle reports he's been buying and painting two armies since wow, for the vicious. last two yeah for a while now he said he's been buying and painting up two armies never played the game but he feels like he knows it because he listens to pretty much every podcast out there, as he put it. So That's he's into it, and he's statement. listening, and he's, but he's, ah, I know there's so many. Dude, I don't even listen to everyone. I listen to a lot well, of Well, no, I, to, to, to know the game through listening to your podcast. Well, he knew, I mean, he did say they played a 500-point game, and it was really long. His ah. friend who he played with hasn't played since 6th edition. So there's someone who knew the basics. Sure. But they basically, you know, they, they were picking it up fresh. They said they sure, played a 500-point. Yeah. He played Lizards against a Warriors of Chaos. Okay. Uh Took out the took out the general on turn two. <laughs> How do you do that? Uh, got a spell. I think the general was not in the unit. I think. Oh, I mean, okay. it was it, the chain the, lightning the, or something like that. Kind of short. Okay. Yeah, well, that's how Harrison did it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so he he was he was doing pretty good, and then he got into a combat, and he was kind of trying to grind with Source and learned that that mm-hmm. doesn't work very well against warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess he transformed into something. He did a got a transformation. Oh, I did read that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then he lost the combat res to it and wound up losing the oh, game through yeah. it. But had his first game, lost, but had a great game. Yep. And when I read that, I'm like, dude, I'm mentioning that on the show. That, that is definitely yeah. And not to say airworthy. that other people don't post stuff that's you know, I'm not. You know, I'm saying nothing else in the forums is airworthy, but that was just like a. Well, I think we can all take some pleasure in seeing the birth of a yes, Warhammer gamer, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so a shout out to him, and a shout out to you know my brother from another mother, Rotor, <laughs> uh, Andrew Niekamp. Okay, so remember last episode when we were talking and that we were talking about we were at Adepticon, and I said I saw those guys and they were making all those cool like fortress. The terrain bits, pieces, the terrain pieces. Sure, for 40K. And yeah. I said, I couldn't remember who it was, but I know Rotor would know who it was. And uh-huh. then I, and <laughs> Rotor, when you hear this, let me know what it is. So, like, a couple of days ago, I just get a text. It just says wargamma.com. Oh. W-A-R-G-A-M-A.com. And I'm like, and? And he's like, that's what you wanted to know, wasn't it? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, on the show, you said Rotor will hear this and he'll know it. Rotor, please tell me. So I'm telling you. I was like, oh, yeah. I guess it's so weird because it was like I totally forgot. Because I know sometimes you'll tell people, hey, if you're listening, do this. But you don't know if they actually hear it. Well, it's it's kind of a weird Star Trek uh, time jump thing. Yeah. He he went, uh, you know, it's something coming back from time. (laughs) Yeah. Tell you, but you haven't caught up to what it is that you were supposed to know. Exactly. So, but yeah, once he heard it, he just texted to me, and I went on their site today, man, and they've got so much cool. Like they've got those the walls and and guns for forty k that look like either Imperial Army yeah. or they could be Eldar or it could be you know that. But they've also got some 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 stuff that could be used for fantasy, like oh. Well, they had the walls that were great. They were all like they were, looked like they were orc walls. They were looked okay. like all just metal, just slapped together. Yeah, which I thought would be cool. And then I realized that me- all metal is more forty k. But they had just like the walls of just like 
wood, you know, wood with pointy tips, spiked wood. Oh yeah, yeah. They had those kind of walls and stuff, which you could totally make sure. into little fortressy stuff. They had some neat stuff. That's cool. There. That's cool. It's so, that's all resin cast, isn't it? It is yeah. resin. Yeah. But so I figured, and, and they've got you know like little brick walls. They had these one inch, one inch diameter and like two or two and a half inch tall or something like that. Just columns. Mm-hmm. You get a half a dozen of them for nine bucks. They look like they're just made out of stone columns. Nice. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. Like, there's some cool stuff you could use to make your own terrain or I like that. use on the board. So. Did you ever see uh, 300? Yes. That wall of bodies that they built? Yeah. Something like that. A wall of corpses. Like a wall of dwarf corpses. Wow, oh, that'd be great. Wall of, a ghost. That's a ghost fence. There you go. There's Zombie a fence. ghost fence. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the cool parts. I love 300. I didn't see the sequel, but I loved 300. I, I liked it, too. It, had, it was kind of over-the-top cheesy, but uh, it was good. I knew what I was getting when I went in there. I knew they got Zack Snyder, and he basically st- he basically took the comic and filmed it. And made it look uh, uh, like uh, the comic. Graphic novel. I'm sorry. He took the graphic novel. <laughs> Big difference. You're, you're correct. Big. And, I, and I, I know the difference. I should be ashamed <laughs> of myself. Graphic novel, please. But he did that. He took the graphic novel. I mean, there's actual parts in the movie, like when they're backing them all yeah, up it's and almost them off the cliff. Yeah, frame for frame. They it's, capture it yeah, beautifully. I mean, so I can't complain. Yeah, it, it, it's know. entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Some of the dialogue is kind of over the top, but it's meant to be. That was great. Okay, so, all right. So that's it for the shout-outs. I just wanted to... I wanted to give these people their uh, credit for okay. Well, Rotor for answering me and and Swain Stash for getting the job done there and getting the game in. Well, let's say hypothetically, if someone wanted to communicate with us via oh, I don't know, voicemail. We have voicemail. What? Dude, we got voicemail. Didn't you know? How could they possibly? Well, how would they call in? Well, they could call one seven five seven G H show six. That's one seven five seven G H show six. If you don't have letters on your phone, that's one seven five seven four four one four six nine six. If you're calling internationally, it's generally zero zero one seven five seven G H show six. So we did get a voicemail. We have one. I'm bringing it up right now. Hey, this is John Jeter from Prescott, Arizona, playing the Game On store in Prescott, Arizona. And uh, I was listening to the Dwarf Review, and I just wanted to say uh, some people had bashed on you guys for fluff and stuff like that, and I think the fluff is vitally important in why I listen to your podcast. Because if people don't want fluff and they want to play Warhammer, they should just go play chess because that's Warhammer with no fluff. So the fluff is important. You guys are doing great. Don't listen to the haters. Bye. Wow. I like that. I like that a lot. Yep. Thank you, Dustin. That's a that's a great message. That was great. Yeah, so we got a little voicemail. You guys can all leave voicemails. We're always happy to get voicemails. Um, we don't play every single voicemail. I try to play them. Uh, I think I played the one from Nickel last week. Did I play the one from Nickel? Was that the heavy breathing one? Possibly. We got <laughs> we get messages from Nickel, and they're they're usually kind of long, but they're really in depth and they're they're worth listening yeah. to. But we I mean we just we love I love getting voicemails. So send them to us. Send them to us. All right. Uh, you know what? Break time, and then when we come back, news and rumors brought to you by the Circle, Circle City, City Circuit. Circuit. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. 
that carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. News and rumors. So, what's on the uh, the radar for news and rumors? Uh, looks like orcs is coming. Ooh, um, I got the newest white dwarf. Yeah, is that chock full of orc with a K? Goodness, it's got on the cover. It's got the new Gorka knot. Well, t- tell me about that. What is that? It looks like an orc stampa. Remember the old stomp? Remember those, the stampa? Big the, like the kind giant of giant one. Yeah, looks like a big bucket kind of. Well, well, upside down almost. Yeah, you're yeah. Right, yeah. This one's a little smaller. I think it's as big as that big Eldar model that's out now, but it's not as big as the, the Stampa. Yeah. All right. Uh, apparently, the front end opens up because it can. It's, it's transport, so it can mm-hmm. transport some orcs in it. But it's basically just like a. a it's like a big transport in an orky version. Um, Sounds cool. It does. And then, but my favorite is the Morkanaut. What's the Morkanaut? You open that one up, and that's on the inside. That one was all painted red, and it's got the you know the the weird boys in the mechs. Yeah, the, it's got all those like weird. You know when the when they pull out their big mech gun, it's got like the the stuff that looks like like from Frankenstein's lab. Oh, like the the, like the, the metal balls with all yeah, the rings. yeah yeah transistors it, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's got all that stuff on the top of it. So the the weird boys and all the guys who do the mech stuff, you know, because Mork is. Cunning and brutal, sure. whereas Gork is brutal, brutal but cunning. cunning. So the Mech boys tend to side a little bit more. They tend cunning to and favor Mork. So the Morkonauts are the ones made by the Mech boys that have the little fancy gear on it. So it opens up and you, all these strange weapons. I start have no idea because I just like it doesn't show you what's in it. I mean the rules huh. are seem pretty much similar. They just have different a few different special rules. But I'm just looking at that going, wow, that thing's awesome. And if they're showing that and the rumors are there's an orc book coming out after the new edition of the For of fantasy the rule book. You mean. No, oh, new for, orc, for 40K? For 40K. Yeah. Because they haven't had a new orc book for 40K in a long time. Hmm. So I'm kind of excited to see what they do with that because cool. the 40K orc fluff is some of the best. It's really fun. I've always liked it too. Back when I didn't play and just kind of read the stuff, I've exactly. always loved the orc art. Yeah, it's fluff. really good. In yeah. fact, I did pick up the seventh edition, and I, I'll show it to you the, with the three books in the binding. Yeah. That's really just well done. Yeah, I hear good things about that. I mean, it's totally well like each. I mean, the books are nice. The the jacket is a really heavy. the The mm. case is a nice heavy case yeah. for it. Um, someone mentioned on a different podcast. It might have been Independent Characters. How even the books, the order that they're in there, like the first book is. The models and the the fluff and stuff, right? Uh, I mean, the models and like the different armies, like the, so, like the, the you know the you know their model making company. Sure, this is of all the, the stuff with the models. 
the second book is the fluff, and it's like the last book you get to is the game is the rules, and it's sort of it, that. There's sort of GW's priority almost there. These are the models. These sense. are the story behind yeah, them. Makes sense. Now here's the game, um, and it is. It's just really, really nicely made. Hmm. In fact, I would say I was listening to 40k radio. You know that Romeo, yeah, toast from Battle Foam. And he's got sort of a love-hate relationship with GW because of, you know, all the stuff. But he was singing the praises of the new wow. – just, just how it was present. Because he's put out – they've you know, um, they've got Wild West Exodus hmm. is their game. That's Battle Foam, the company. Romeo came up with that game, that Wild West Exodus that went through Kickstarter. Now yeah. people are getting yeah, it. Yeah. That's Romeo's baby. He okay. came up with that. And uh, – now that he's made, had to get, come up with models and books and come up with, you know. Oh, so he's he, gone through the paces. And, I was looking through it. And I was like, look, the back is embossed. He's like, you don't have any idea how much more and how much cost, just sure. for all these little things they do. And he was just like, this is really nicely put together. So from a guy who who, who can often be critical, yeah. and not without reason, of, of the sure. you know, stuff, even listen to him, business, he was just like, this is really nice. It's just, it is. And it makes me really look forward. It bodes well for fantasy. To what our book's going to look like when we get it, because that's super exciting. So we got the seventh ed book is out, and from what I get, from what I've seen in the rules, the rules are a little bit better. There's a few, a few of the glaring things okay. that come out. Um, is it more of a tweak, or is it a brand new kind of a rewrite? It's more like tweaks. In fact, yeah. from what I understand and from what I've read, and I don't play it a lot, so I don't know for certain, but right. it looks like the rules thematically seem to work a little better. Well, I hope so. that's what they do with fantasy. Clean up a little bit. Uh, introduce allies, and I'm okay with, as long as they're thematic. Yes. Maybe touch up uh, the magic. Some of the spells, I think, are a little over the top. They can be seen as over the top, totally. The thing is, a lot of the race-specific spells, uh, those spells are pretty toned down in comparison to the BRB spells. So one of the thoughts is but that they're also a lot cheaper. I mean, those spells? Oh, you mean easier to cast? Yeah. Um, I mean, come on, high magic. Yes, it's not. I mean, you don't have a. Well, uh, the 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 one spell is a, a twenty-one to cast, I right? Think. But I think almost everything else is or like what, nineteen or something, six or eight for yeah, most. Yeah, but of it, the point you know? is that the BRB spells, if they tone them down to match the power level of the race-specific spells, uh-huh. I think that's better for the game in general. Because that's one of the most popular things that gets comped. You know, look out, sirs for uh, purple sun, that sort of thing. Right. Right. And they, yeah, they, that could that could use a tweak, but like I said, I I don't necessarily want to see them go away. No, I, not away. Then, then, then you take away the killer spells, then you're just going to see big death stars. Sure, of course, of course. Of not craziness. take them away, yeah. just just you know tweak them. I, I trust them enough to see to hope that they'll tweak it the right way. Nice. That's that's really about all of it. I mean, I haven't heard any new Bretonian rumors other than they're on their way. That's confirmed. That's for sure. Well, People keep saying it. It's nothing. Oh, I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait for that book to come out. Oh, I know. I know. I'm still. I'm still trying to wrap my head around all the cool Wood Elf stuff mm-hmm. that they've gotten there. Um, but but they're coming out too fast. You I know? know. It's such a weird age. You know, all these books are coming out so quickly. I, I never thought I'd see it. You know. Right. The books come out with this high frequency, but I, I love it. No, I, I I do too. And and they seem to, they seem to all pretty much work for the most part, which I like. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm just yeah. It's it's sort of a a, a golden age. I mean, totally. You know, but the, the, this is a total first world problems when the army books are coming out faster Too than fast, I can right. than I can absorb them and faster than the than the tournament scene can absorb them and, and yeah. plan for it. Oh, I'm kind of not too worried about I, it. I've always been of the opinion that when a book comes out, mm-hmm. you know, assuming players have the models, it should be tournament legal immediately. 
You know, just throw it into the fray and then have the, the, the players and their opponents be exposed to the book right away. Rather than, you know, oh, we're going to wait, you know, two months. and Well, but a lot of places want to wait a month holes. because they're going to comp it. Because if you come in, I mean, let's that's be honest. Dis- that's a different discussion, but though. But that's why they hold off a month. Because if you bring in a brand new book and there's something broken in it, you know, I mean, would you want that? Like, let's say, let's say Bits is out and yeah. you're going to allow it as soon as it comes out. So but that ne- hasn't next been the week, case. Next week, Bretonians comes out. It, and if you're thinking hypothetically, if you're looking forward hypothetically, mm-hmm. worst case scenario, then yes, that's a real possibility. But looking into the past, the recent history, that it hasn't proven to be the case. So if you put your faith into GW as a, you know their staff and their rules writing, that won't happen. See, you and I do because we're no comp, we're 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 you know no yeah. comp champions. I would say that if there were other people, maybe some of our East Coast friends, I guarantee if Lero is listening, I know he don't listen, but if Lero was listening and you'd be like, if you put your face right now, he's throwing something at the radio. Like, why would I put my face I mean, there's a lot of people who feel there's a need to comp because they mess up or there's rules that are unclear. Maybe. I, but again, that's worst case scenario thinking. Right. The Wood Elves, are they, you know, busted? I don't know. High Elves, Dark Elves, Demons, they're all, sure, they're all good. Yeah. But I don't think they're, they're not running the table on all these tournaments. And from a gaming perspective, to me, it's it's interesting to so show up at a tournament with knowing that there's the unknown out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes it more exciting. Oh, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying I get why they wait. Because if, you, if, if, if you're in an environment that does comp, they're not going to throw something out there uncomp that they haven't checked and looked at. Yeah, but sure. you and I don't live in that world. No, so I don't. can understand that, too. I don't agree with it. but Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get why yeah. they're doing it. But, you know... So, anyway. Either way, it's okay. All right. So, th- uh, that's really it for news and rumors, though. Until we get more on what's coming out for the Bretts. And like I said, I heard Orcs is coming. But 7th, you know, we just got the new edition of 40K. So, hopefully, this will be a fantasy month. Mm. Hopefully, we'll see some Bretonians in the next week or two. Um, although, we may just see Orcs right off the bat because you never know. I mean, they already threw that Gorka Morka or the Gorka Not Morka Not. So, uh, I mean, it might be just orcs, and then it'll be in another month or so. It'll be sure. Bretonians, but I'm, um, dude, I'm ready for anything. It's just, too, it's just, there's too much coolness. Yeah, agreed. So, um, okay, so now we're on to the tweet of the week, which is totally not a real segment. I've heard other shows do this. I'm not stealing anybody. Brought to you by <laughs> someone eventually. Yeah. <laughs> We'll sell advertisement on any part That's of the show. Um, but it's not a segment. I just wanted to talk about this um, because I saw this tweet. Uh, apparently, yeah, yesterday, Dan Heelan tweets, Why do I keep trying to convince myself doing dwarves would be a great idea? I blame Garage Hammer. And I say, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, I got someone who's a very much a tournament gamer to contemplate. Because of fluff and just the fun it was, He was responding to the, the fluff episode specifically. I don't know if he, Well, he just said, why do I keep doing it would be a great uh, idea. I blame Garage Hammer. I know he did mention that he'd listen to the fluff yeah, portion. Yeah. Um, and That's I think awesome. the enthusiasm with Gary Luther could have also got him going mm, with the yeah. other part. A lot of people responding to him saying it's dwarfs, not dwarves, because he said dwarves. <laughs> like, dwarves. Uh, quite a lot of support. Quite a lot of people telling, no. Don't do it. I, I bit my tongue. I didn't say anything. I noticed you didn't respond. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was. I was. I hit reply, and I was about to start typing, but I'm like, discretion is the better part of valor. In that well, case. yeah, because you know you're already you're already just itching to be on my list with your yeah. with your what your newest mangling. It's not a mangling. It's more efficient. <laughs> Durfs. 
It's one letter less. It D- pronounces faster. R F. Less to type. And w- and Durfs cannot have more letters than orcs. It's not going to happen. So that's why I shortened it as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's quicker to type. A Twitter with the the character limit. This Whatever. Is Disrespectful. Durfs. Just mean. Rotten. You're such a rotten human. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Dan's is he saying? I don't know. He's doing dwarves would be a great idea, like as in playing dwarves or doing dwarves like gun to the head doing dwarves. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the former. Like, like <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Oh, you mean like no, not kill? What is this? Pulp Fiction? I'm convinced I'm myself doing dwarves, like doing dwarves. You mean take her out? You <laughs> mean take her, no, not yeah, we take, yeah, exactly. I mean, take, take her out for. If a it's move. the latter, I totally no. agree. No, he's thinking. It, he keeps trying to convince himself that it'll be. It'll be a good idea to to buy and, and pay play and them. play dwarves. Gotcha. Which, well, to each their own. I'm having fun with them. Dude. I know you are. Oh boy! All right, so I think that's it, really, for news and rumors. There's mostly 40k stuff. With uh, I haven't found any good rumors on Bretonians. I don't. I haven't even. Have you found any good rumors on like what's? Not really. I, I don't go out looking for them. If the rumor happens to show up on my Twitter feed, I'll, I'll look at it. But yeah, that's, like that's I haven't it. seen any links even to, you know. Bell of Lost Souls is well, usually where I go. Yeah, because I can go there and I could get I could, I could could read it and a third of it will be right lately. That was so, those yeah. last few books, I mean, they were so off right. on Wood Elves and on Dwarfs. Well, I think the GW has really clamped down on, on controlling um, that information. So yeah. I, if there are rumors out there, it's going to be, I think, few and far between. Yeah. Because a lot of people say grain of salt, but these last couple have been, I mean, 20, 25% accurate and 75% yeah. of the thing. And, and I, I guess I'm just bitter because the cool stuff that they said was coming out for dwarves, I was like, that's awesome, and like got none of them. I was like, oh, <laughs> now I'm angry and I hate you. So, all right. I guess that's it. You don't have any news? Nope. nope. No rumors? Nope. All right, then let's take a break. Come back with the toolbox. That sounds like a plan. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get.
back, 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 back. <laughs> the toolbox is brought to you by <laughs> Kazakh Superstar. Kazakh Superstar. Kazakh Superstar. Kazakh Superstar. All right. So, how many pages have you gotten through in uh, Shadow King? In Shadow King? Uh, any more think, pages? Uh, there was last week. Zero. Two weeks oh. before that. Uh, yeah, zero. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm still mad at it. I'm still mad at it. Well, <laughs> I am. Uh, just muscle through. Mm, Come on. Mm, can't do it. I will circle back to it, but it's going to be on my terms. Bite down and take the pain and get through the series. The last book you'll like. Really? I, I, I hear some rumblings about that one, too. That it's just uh, the guy flying around talking to his dragon, and that's all they do. Oh, there's a lot of that, yeah. Is that all there is? No, dude. There's a lot of battles. I'm doing. He fights a. All right, all right. That's what they were saying on Skull Bros. They 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 really bashed that book. Oh no, I thought I liked it. Or someone did. I think uh, one of their guys did. I forget who. Yeah, I mean the last half. Sambo, I mean it's I it's just it's just him and, and once he takes over as king, it's him and flipping Malekith just playing a cat and mouse game through the whole thing. It does seem to end quickly. Like even the G even the Black Library guy said. Mm-hmm. You know, they said it, it this ends is, abruptly. They said it's going to be a trilogy, and they like we could have used a couple more books for this. Couple more. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's other things. I kind of shudder at that thought, uh, given where I'm at. So let's revisit that. So for now, let's table my reading because it's I, I think until that gets some traction, <laughs> okay, it's probably not going to be a lot. So what have you been reading? Well, I'm reading Legion for After Eleanor, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I do like that book a lot. Uh, I'm just trying to take the notes. Um. I finished that book. Remember last time when I was telling you about the books on uh, from Audible I was listening to? Yeah. Uh, that guy, Larry Correa, uh, his Grim Noir Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I finished book three. I started uh, another series by him called Monster Hunters International, hmm. um, which I think was, from what I read in a critique online, someone said this was, that was like his first series. Like he had done that. This is one of his earlier books. Yeah. Um, I thought it was actually interesting because people had said how his writing wasn't as refined as it is now. This is like one of his first published books. And uh, Do you disagree with that? Well, I mean, I've only listened to the first part of it. It, it doesn't sound quite as polished, but I'm just kind of interested to see if it's an earlier book. Other people are saying they notice the difference in writing styles, so I'm, I'm looking for it. But hmm. so far, it's pretty interesting. Um, basically, this guy finds out that all the monsters from the myths and all that stuff is real. Okay. And it's sort of back there, and uh, he goes into work one day, and he's got this boss who he hates, and like the boss goes on vacation, comes back, is kind of sick, nobody sees him for a couple of weeks, and then he's leaving, he's like the last one to leave one day, and the boss is there, and he's like, what are you doing here? And the boss is like acting all weird, and basically turns into a werewolf and tries to kill him, and he kills the werewolf, Okay, and he winds up in the hospital, and he wakes up in the hospital, and there's these weird people there, and they're like, yep, you got a job. It's like, and they find out there's this place called Monster Hunters International, which basically keeps this out of the public eye and hunts them down and huh. gets them. And it's it's kind of cool because cool. it references a lot of the classic myths and like the old Hammer horror movie monsters and the right. Universal monsters. All that stuff's in here too. Okay. So he likes to take these history things and sort of you know change them up, twist them kinda up, twist them. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's pretty cool. And also, dude, I follow him on Twitter. He's at Monster Hunter Forty Five. He's a gamer. A Monday, I was looking at. He tweeted this thing, and he's like, "Oh, just finished this cool thing." And I thought he was talking about his book, and then he puts at Privateer Press. Hmm. So I click on the link, and there's a picture of he's got one of the models painted. Oh, cool! And then today he painted to tweet how he painted two models from his Reaper Bones models hmm. 
for doing some color test patterns for to to show to his friends tonight. And I was just like, all right, now I'm definitely going to keep reading uh, this guy. <laughs> Not only does he write some cool science fiction, but uh, he games in his spare time too. Exactly, uh, that's, that's kind of cool. awesome. Yeah, it's 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 fun to uh, he lives it and he uh, yeah does it for a li- work for work as well. And then finally, only because I couldn't resist, and Heather forgot to order me a nice signed copy from Barnes and Noble, I. Uh, Downloaded with my last Audible credit, Skin Game from Jim Butcher, which is the new Dresden Files. Hmm. The Dresden Files are awesome. That's another book series you would you would like, and they're nice, easy to read. I, books. I've, I've, I hear a lot of good things about that. A lot of people sing praises for they're that awesome. series. How many books are there? This is fifteen or sixteen. Oh, there's quite a few. Yeah. Okay, and it's still going strong, or is he done with it? No, it's going strong. In fact, I've heard rumors that he's actually, and I haven't. Conf- been able, I, I suppose I could search all over the internet if I want to try to confirm it, but I think he's got a bigger story arc going, and we've seen glimpses of it. Mm-hmm. But I think he said something like, "There's like 21 books in his plan uh, okay. at this point, and then he's going to wrap it up." Huh. Uh, true or not? I, I, that, that's five more books for me. I'm happy with that. Okay. I mean, just enjoy the ride. Huh? Really good. Yeah, they're really mm-hmm. good. So. Um, yeah, I mean, while I'm sitting in grading papers or at school, the kids are taking finals. I'm watching, making sure they don't cheat. I got one headphone in my right ear, listening to uh, listening to this. That's why I've listened to so many books in the last oh, like, week see. or two. So that's why I got so much reading. But that's all my reading. Gotcha. Good stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. So hobby. What have you been hobbying? Hobbying. Well, uh, personal hobby stuff. Converting more silver homes. I got three more done, so I have a, a full rank. Now you did post them where you used the re- the reavers and you switched out the arms, the arms and heads, and in one case I even cut off the body, okay, which was you know r- right through that thick molded plastic and repositioned because all the reavers are turned to the side, like they're about to shoot a bow, shoot a bow right? So I, I cut the one off and twisted him so he's facing front and he's my musician. Just so I want all the cavalry guys to have a little bit uh, different pose, not all of them turned to the side like that. Okay, so um, but replacing it with that spear and that. They have a spear and shield. Was spear it spear and shield? Yeah, it looked really nice because even at that weird angle where they're turned, it's like they're got their shield. It looks up dynamic, there. right? Yeah, yeah very yeah, like much. They're so. kind of posing. Yeah, I, I really like it. So, five more of those are, are in the works for me. How hard was that? Uh, I don't want to interrupt, but I mean, not counting the guy that you cut and yeah. moved the whole body. Just, I mean, it's a head swap and arm swap. Basically, it's, it's not hard. The hardest part is finding the right bits and, and what configuration works. I mean, this is a reaver body. It's a Shadow Warrior helmet and the two Dragon Prince arms from the new Dragon Prince kit. Oh, okay. So it's a real amalgam of different pieces, you know, that, it, right. that you're pulling together. It, the hardest part is figuring out what pieces work with what. Because it looks great. And I mean, Thanks. like I said, you know, conversions are really not really my thing. Mm. Um, and I've tried to do stuff, and then it's like you're trying to fill in this. You'll see people, they're filling in gaps, and they got all their green stuff, and yeah, yeah, green yeah. stuff and fur, and, and I'm looking at all this going, man, every time I try that, it looks like, well, it's, it's, it looks like I hired a monkey to do it, you know? <laughs> it takes a lot of, you know, thought and practice, a lot of, a lot of trial and error as well, so, you know. It's one of the things I like about my dwarfs, there's really not much room for converting them. <laughs> just... Have you ever seen a heavily converted dwarf army? No. Dwarf, I should say. Uh, no, you, that's okay. You can say it right when you forget when you when you forget that you're not being a. D- oh, you can, hey, I, hey, hey! I'm just trying too. to save airtime. So I say it faster. Oh, that's what you're doing. White Tech, you talk too much. Keep the show too long. So I'm going to say derf. That's right. It's a whole half so, syllable. See, I'm saving. That, see, no, but don't think I'm not catching the derp, 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 derp <laughs> that you're doing in there. 
Don't think I'm not noticing. Durfity durf. See? Shirt <laughs> store. But no, it looks really good, and it's like, I'm, it's one of those things that's really intimidating to me personally as a hobbyist. It's like I want to start. I think the bases are the first things like I'm doing any sort of conversion. But like, look, visiting all the, those forums and stuff, you've never seen like a heavily converted army of those guys. No, those guys over there. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually haven't. Really, you haven't? Huh. Once again, I don't, and I don't search out on a lot of the. Well, I know, but I'm sure if there's one that was noteworthy, you would have seen it. I don't hope at, so. At some point, but yeah, hey, if anyone's got a really heavily converted dwarf army, mm-hmm. let us see it. I mean, I just, I'd be curious. I mean, seriously, and even with all these extra pieces now, with the actually, I mean, I suppose I could because the bodies, you know, the arms are separate, the shoulder pads are separate, mm-hmm. the heads are separate. But even, I just, I don't... Well, it's because their proportions are so specific to that race. Right, you can't swap it out. And it's not like they have another dwarf line. (laughs) Right. Chaos doors, but those are expensive models to chop up. Yeah, I'm not buying, I'm not buying Forge World to to cut up for bits. Right, exactly, right. That's insane. Um... I mean, and even when you find it, like if I find an alternate line I like, I mean, they are, they're kind of small, and then that line pretty much fits that line. I could see, I've seen people using alternate models, but not a lot of converted, converted. stuff. No. Huh. That's a, that's going to be the demons. That's where I'm planning. You're going to heavily got, converted? Okay. I don't know about heavily, but I've got some head swaps and other things planned, so okay. we'll see how that works. Cool. Looking forward to it. Otherwise, uh, so that's been my personal hobby stuff. Okay. What I'll label kind of uh, work hobby stuff has been all bits <laughs> prep, so... You know, we have uh, every year the winner of the tournament dictates what the five new tables will be for the following year. So last year it was Warriors, so we're working on five winter-themed Warriors of Chaos tables for this year. Oh, okay. So we just wrapped up the hills, the flats, and the forests that go on those flats. Okay. And I was charged with uh, adding snow effects to those items. And I think it turned out pretty good, you know, mixing up the... um, Woodland Scenics brand powdered snow with water effects to create like a slush. And then you just apply that and kind of spread it around with your finger and it dries kind of translucent. It's not like the, the harsh white snow. Okay. Because I think that looks a little too, I don't know, Christmassy. Okay. So this is kind of like more melted slushy, kind okay. of real world gritty type of snow. So cool. I, And I, it's a good practice run for the high elf stuff that I'll be doing snow for later. Well, that's right, because so, you're going to do snow on the elves, yeah, too. Yeah, so I'm really happy with how this turned out. Hopefully the players that show up at Bits will be happy with that, too. So, But we're still not done. We are still we have some buildings to do yet and some other Jeez, items as well. You guys so. are under the gun. Uh, well, our grant's goal is to finish a week ahead of time, so we're not scrambling that last week, right. which I'm all for. But uh, yeah, every night it's it's you know something going on. Yeah, no kidding. And I'm and I'm I'm leaving town in three days. Otherwise, I'd come over and help you. But we're literally packing up. Yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, no problem. You're not going to take stuff on the plane and work on terrain for us. Come on. I will, I am allowed to bring none of my modeling stuff because I had tried. Ah. I tried to pack my tackle box into the suitcase yeah. to have the little hobby stuff. That's not happening me. anymore. Huh? I got read the riot act. So interesting. All I've got is my notebook and. Um, all you need really is your your phone, and you're still connected. That's true. I got my copy of Legion yeah. and my notes. That I, I figured that would take enough of time. Yeah, it's not like I got a ton of Disney downtime. You know, it's, I I'm, wouldn't think so. Yeah. If you do, you're probably sleeping. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, we're out all day doing that stuff, and then you're exhausted from being out in the heat all day, especially right. when you're morbidly obese. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's been my hobby stuff. What about you? Uh, I got 80 dwarfs done. 
Yeah. Um, I'm planning. 80? On, That's quite a bit. Planning on cranking out a few more. I mean, not since the last episode, but I mean, I've managed to get eighty dwarves done. Still, that's a, that's a sizable. That's probably the core of your army, right there, right? Eighty guys. Uh, almost, almost getting there. I was a little annoyed because every time I went to go, and I was like, "Okay, this is when I'm going to go and prime Take the next step. I'm going to prime them so I can start doing test models." And I come home and it's either raining or like super humid out. I'm like, "Nope, nope." Oh, typical dwarf player. Blame earthquake or the rain. Can't do this. You can't, can't do that. Prime when it's humid. <laughs> oh, you're always blaming the elements. It's the only thing that can stop me. Nature itself has to come up against me. Because that's it. Because ain't nothing going to stop me. You know what? Next year, you're going to be building five vampire tables for bits. Ooh, really? I'm just going oh. to hold you to that. Yeah, well, don't be surprised. <laughs> oh, now you back <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. I talk a good game. <laughs> Is Mikey Gerald bringing vampires? Because be, then it might be true. Uh, I think he's officially bringing warriors this time around. Oh, great. We'll have ten warriors tables then. Mm. So that, but no, that's uh, that's 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 what I've been done. So I've been trying to plant prime them. I haven't, and so now I'm putting together stuff, trying to get my display board, and making sure I don't need any more movement trays for for mm-hmm. blood in the sun. It'll be my first attempt at a display board that's not just a piece of foam with green paint and something sand and fly. beyond functional. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so. <laughs> I'm going to admit that I bought these, and everyone can think how stupid I am. But um, I have a pair of the Games Workshop uh, hobby clippers. Mm. Now, I heard Ben Curry saying good things about them, although I was like kind of driving to work and doing other stuff and not really paying attention. I just remember him saying they were really good. And I remember when they were promoting it, they had their little YouTube video with the guy showing you all of them. Yeah, These are nice clippers. I mean, they cut real. I mean, super sharp, and they get them. They are. They're really narrow. They can get in they're there real on the small and precise. Yeah, and real, they're small yeah, and precise. Strong. And they're fantastic. Now, I I had heard they were really good clippers, and yeah. I am in need of a new pair of clippers. My clippers are sort of wearing out and getting beat, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I need a new pair of clippers. So I'm over at UGG, and they got some of their new stuff. And I said, Oh, did you get that new hobby kit stuff? And they're like, No, we just got the the you know, the, the hand drill, vice. the pin vice. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, dude, I've got like three of those. I don't know uh-huh. those. I'm like, you know, I need some new clippers. I'm like, did you get clippers? Nah, nah, we can order them for you. Though. I'm like, sure, order me a pair of clippers. I did not ask how much they were. Oof. Just figured clippers. I mean, I know they're How over- much could they possibly be? I mean, they're GWs. You know they're going to be overpriced for the tools. Because so all like, their tools so like are like $15 instead of 10 Yeah, I mean, I think their clippers are normally like 12 bucks. I'm like, oh, maybe even if it's 20 bucks. I'm like, it's overpriced clippers. But wow, I heard bucks. they're good, and I'm going to try them. And, yeah. you know, I got, a, I, I got, I got, you know, they have their discount program at UGG. Sure, sure. So I'm like, I'll get them at a discount. That'll be good. Supporting your local gaming store. Not wrong with that. So I get over there, and I'm like, I go to, they go to ring me up, and oh, these are 30 Dollar clippers. Oof. Does it come with a miniature or a brush? Exact nothing. It comes in a real, box. It comes in a in a in a fancy box with a nice perfectly molded plastic thing that they're nestled in in this nice thick heavy carbon. It's like a box you get a fancy watch in. Is what it looked like. Oh, who cares about the packaging? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh look, it looks so fancy and so nice, and it and it is. It's all steel. It's a really it's a nice weight in your hand. It's. The best pair of hobby clippers I've ever <laughs> 30 owned. Thirty bucks, it better be. It better be, because I wouldn't have bought it. I swear. I mean, they're <laughs> nice, but they're not thirty dollars nice. I got, and I'm not one to usually complain. And you know me. 
I'm not you're, one to you're their number one fan. I am, anything. and I get you know, and I and I you you know, especially when it comes to the models and stuff, I'm never one to complain about the price. People are like, oh, are these going to be fifty bucks for ten? They might be, and they're the best damn models on the market. You know, right. they really are. And this is the best pair of clippers I've ever used. But seriously, when they rang me up and I looked at them and they special ordered me this pair. You couldn't say no at that point. Because I was like, how much? And then I was like, dude, I don't want them. And they're like, really? And I was like, well, no, I'll take them. But I actually I was like, I, what? So here's a lesson, kids. <laughs> Always ask for that price. <laughs> yeah, before you say, I'll take it. Find out what, because I got taken. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I said I'll uh, take it, and I, I I'm a bit embarrassed. To, I mean, and they're nice, but well, they'll probably last you forever. They better. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they better last forever. That's an expensive ass pair of clippers. I mean, I got, oh, I couldn't. I'm I'm shocked. Is it? You know, I, I think they had a kit that they sold a bunch of the tools in. Together. Yeah, with the was that more? Tools? That thing was like eighty bucks. Well, if the kit is eighty bucks, that's there was no deal. Yeah, but if the Clippers are thirty retail, the yeah, kit's and then the pin vice is in there. It might have been even more than that, but no, I don't. I think I think uh, I think Kathleen like looked at it, and I think she said that, uh, that it's another one of those no deal deals. <laughs> it's just a click oh. on it. We packaged it all up for you, right? But there's no there's no savings. Yeah, it's just it's nice and easy. <laughs> no, you know huh. that uh, they put out uh, some. Space Marine bundle that you could click on that was actually like the, a savings. I, saw, I th- thought I heard some. One of the bu- it was that. like you got a Land Raider for free or something like that or some. What? I, I don't know if it was a Land Raider or so. Basically, they figured it out. And plus, they said if you order, you got that free. Like only in that kit, they had this free guy or something. This character, yeah. So you got the character and one of the vehicles like for free if you when you bought the pack. That's how it worked out too. Hmm. Basically, getting one of the vehicles for free. And I was that like, must oh. be that must be games with a Z workshop. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the what is it? That's like the forgery world. One right, of the, yeah, they make yeah. the fake ones. No, hey, good for them. Hey, you know maybe maybe it's a trend. I'd Hopefully, like we'll see, see more it. of that. Well, I mean, look at the stuff with the Wood Elves. I mean, the 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 cost of the. Individual boxes were not where people were expecting them to be. I mean, yeah, they were a little bit, a little down. bit low. Hey, and maybe, yeah, I'm not. Thank you, GW. You put out some models that were quality product at a quality at a product full, at, a, good at, price. A, at a better price than than when it, like when the Dark Elf stuff all came out. And so, hey, yeah. g- good for Wood Elf players. You know? Absolutely, they need all the help they can get. So. Oh, ouch! Zing. Oh, zig! What am I saying? I'm going to face Wood Elves at bits, and I'm going to be like, oh, I faced three Wood Elf players. Uh, I lost you may or may not. Uh, yeah. I, I think there are only a handful. No, they will shoot. Only one. Yeah, that that's an army that I'm not looking forward to facing. I got to be honest with you. Harrison yeah. is going to be playing them, I and my army does not move around enough. I mean, I notice that you don't like those very mobile type matchups. Well, it's. I mean, if I'm going to spend the whole game chasing you, and you're just going to avoid me getting to you and just shooting at me, then I, you know, well, which, if that's your, t- if that's what you need to do to win the game, I don't have a problem. It's a valid tactic. Yeah. But it's frustrating on my end of the table to never be able to get into a combat. Sure, you sure, know? of course. That's why I got all them gyros. They work. Yeah, they do. That's Especially then it's that Toughness 3. Get that flame template, yeah. Toughness 3. That's a gold, yeah, it's a golden addition to that book, oh, those God. copters. Oh, yes. I got to get those built. That's what I'm excited for. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, oh, and that's what I'm going to try. The copters, where I'm going to try. The Jim Wapple. Oh, we didn't talk about the Jim Wapple videos really quick because that's part of the hobby. Got my 11 Jim Wapple videos, and I've been watching some of them. 
uh, the non-metal detector. His first one, just the way he shows you how he does his... I mean, he works at like like an artist, like a painter. Mm. So he's just sort of mi- he mixes up a bunch he's of. Got a big palette with a lot of colors on it, all yeah. mixed together. He's got the palette, yeah. he's got the colors, and he just starts mixing. I almost wish there was a little bit more in that first video of an introduction because, like, he actually lists all the colors he uses, just like Magic. There's just mm. like Bob Ross, just like you know. Oh yeah. You know, these are the colors I'm using today. And right. it's, it's listed on the bottom, and he points them all oh, out. Oh, cool. And then he puts the colors on, but then he's like, "I'm just going to mix some of this and this," and he starts mixing it. Yeah. There's nothing about paint consistency or, t- or or thickness and he's like oh i've got this uh medium that helps keep them moist longer but i don't actually see him adding that to it so it's like there's a little bit confusing in the beginning video okay. like the actual application like and i mean i guess when you're doing it that long you know talking about all the different colors and and how i make he you know, he just got them all there brushing here brushing there right. Just kind of puts the colors, the basic colors where they go, and there you go. Shaded base coat. Got that base. I mean, like Mm. 90 minutes, and he almost painted a full model, like from start to finish, this 40-millimeter orc model in the first video, which when he was done with that in 90 minutes looked way better than the stuff that I've been putting out when I spent a lot of time. But That's that's why he's a pro. He's a true pro painter. There's some really cool stuff on there, but so I am going to be taking some of those things and using them with the dwarfs. I'm going to use some of that, that nice blendy stuff on the gyrocopter. Yep. This is the, um, uh, the beginning of the Golden Demon Odyssey, that's, right? That's the beginning of something here. I'm trying all sorts of techniques with this army that I've never tried. So nice. I'm hoping it I'm hoping it turns out, but I'm looking forward to it. And I will be posting up pictures once I get everything primed, and then I can start getting these test models and seeing how it's going to look. You're going to tweet pictures, and you're going to post it in your personal army uh blog right on the site on the yeah floor. it's been sitting there empty yeah. for like a year i might as well start posting into it so that's the plan but that's everything hopefully i'll have a decent display board done for bits too that's that's the other thing i'm do or do not there is no try well i'm gonna put together what i have from all this yeah all this extra stuff i made with the dental stone all the blocks and the, and the sure, buildings right. and was kind of just i don't know i mean it's vc i'm not taking my dwarf so i'm kind of just seeing if i can make this look sort of I don't know, mausoleum esque. Sure, I've got sure. some pieces of the Garden of War I'm going to stick in there. See how it turns out. Should do it. Okay. Just experiment. for ho- Hobby for hobby's sake. Exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. Hobby for hobby's sake. So that's it. Uh, you got any other? Uh, just uh, f- finished my list for Screw City GT. That's all done. I don't really have to do much painting or anything for that, thankfully. Nice. Uh, are you? What are you taking? Orcs and goblins. Okay, I have not gotten it's. It's still at a weird time. I have not gotten the okay. okay. So if the, if there's places left, I'm going to try to get in. But okay. I'm one of the late registrars. There are places uh, spots available still. I believe yeah. he has up to sixty. I think last time I saw maybe last week there are maybe thirty spots. Okay, so there's still spots. I'm just going to have to find someone also who stay in there who wouldn't mind letting me uh, sleep in their chair in their hotel room. So I got to find a chair. But so uh, we'll find some place. I'm yep. certain. But uh, like I said, uh, that that's once again that's school year, you know. Uh, uh, right. uh, you know, so Octoberish. Yeah, it's, last year was right by our anniversary, so it, that's always I gotta kind of watch out for that. Sure. So, but yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You can. I, it's a good I definitely, time. I definitely want to go. I would love. I, to I go. hear you. I hear so, you. It's a good time. Three thousand points of VC with some with some uh, monster arcanum would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for you me. could take that. Uh, we talk about it later in this episode. What, do you, what is that? The, that big uh, Necrofex Colossus. Yeah, yeah Necrofex. I got to work on that too. 
So there we go. Um, geez, I don't have much in the other. Um, I saw a million ways to die in the West, and I saw the new X Men. New X Men's amazing. I hear it's awesome. It's not an action picture at all. It's much like the X Men First Class, where there's it's there's it's really more, more story. about the characters. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's uh, it's really good. I there's like there's not a lot enough of, of that nowadays, in my, in my opinion. No, no, it's I all agree. like glossy action. Yeah, I think I, I've had enough of that. I don't need. I don't. I mean, I like eye candy, and I mean, there's certain things I know I'm going to for eye candy. Like Pacific Rim was eye candy. Yeah, totally. I went to go see giant monsters get beat up by giant robots. Mm-hmm. That they could have had no plot. They could have just been like, sure. "Welcome to the theater. Watch this." That could have been the beginning <laughs> of the movie, and then it would have just been robot Two hours chock full been of like, yeah, yeah. rock and roll music and explosions. Exactly. Yeah. I would have just picked one that I liked the looks of it and been rooting for him the whole time. Yeah, sprinkling a couple of good-looking women. You're all set. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we could have been. We could be working in Hollywood, my friend. <laughs> you totally could. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, million ways to die in the West. How was that? <sighs> Seth MacFarlane. About a C. Really? I'd say. Here's the thing. It seems like it has so much potential for hilarity. First, of all, it, I thought it was really funny. I was laughing the whole time. Mm. It was a lot of gross own, jokes, only a lot a of bad language. Here's the thing. A lot. It was. It was a shorter movie. It was only a little over ninety minutes, to, if I remember correctly. Um, a lot of the better jokes were already into the com- into the previews. Sure, that's how they which, get. Yeah. And I hate when they spoil yeah. it. Um, you know, so those lost a little impact. And there were other jokes. It was like I, I guess I wanted to see a little. I wanted it to get even more absurd because mm-hmm. I'm so used to Family Guy and you know, the, the idea with yeah, Ted yeah. and stuff like right. that. Uh, I thought Seth MacFarlane was fine. You know, and right. I thought he was really funny. It, it was my kind of movie. I found it to be really funny. Um, I just I I found at the end of the movie I wanted a little more, and I guess that's what I went with like a C C C plus, um, because it was funny and I was laughing, mm. and there was some some really great parts. Um, it, it's just I I kind of wanted more. I mean, it got really absurd. I mean, there's some really gross, dirty, nasty humor in here. A guy gets this really bad case of diarrhea and is just like. Grabbing people's That's, hats and, right. and pooping in them, and it's just <laughs> so gross. There's you said it was your kind of movie. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> I was, I mean, we were in the theater, could not stop laughing at this stuff. And I know a lot of people have seen it and said eh, it wasn't all that funny. Uh-huh. It was just gross and stupid and bizarre. And I get, like I said, the only thing is, like, I I wanted more. Like they could have added, they, I could, I wanted a few more jokes and a more could absurdity. Have had a full two hours. Yeah, I wanted okay. more absurdity. That's where I almost felt like it just kind of. Here it is, and here's what's happening in attending. Right. And it was just, I don't know. Not enough, huh? Yeah. Interesting. So that's, those are my others. I think that was everything. Did I? Well, speaking of TV show series, my wife and I, for the summer, we always binge watch a show. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for suggestions on what to watch. I'm telling you, Eureka's fun. You know, I tried Eureka some years ago. It was okay. It's It gets every, but it just keeps getting better. It really does. The show, as, as the show progresses and the, the more the character develop and bring stuff in. A sci-fi channel show, yeah, right? it was. Lately, the sci-fi channel show, the programming and sci-fi in general has been I found to be pretty lacking. Oh, it's become a joke. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're like the trauma of of with all totally this, with all of these uh, just these made these ridiculous pseudo. Movies. It's like pseudo sci-fi. Yeah, you know. But um, no, Eureka was really. I mean, that whole premise I really liked, and it's like 
I know we I watched the pilot and I watched one or two episodes. I'm like, it's okay, it's not great. And then you get by the end of the first season, I was really into it because it was just one of those things where you started to get to know the characters more. I think I watched the first, you know, a few episodes in the first season. It just didn't grip me. Uh, I really Harrison, and I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's funny. It's 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 a clever show. I see everybody in there's the super genius, but they start making these things that go haywire. Wonky. Yeah, and then you get the average Joe. Sheriff, he's got to fix it. Who's got to fix it? Right. They're all looking at him, and he's like, "Really, really?" Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it is. It's, I, that's a show that I I really enjoyed. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Harrison and I watched it. I, I think we're going to try uh, Sherlock. Oh, there's only nine of those too, dude. Yeah, you could, yeah watch those. That those are. I didn't know you haven't watched it. Those are amazing. No. those are fantastic. Yeah, you could binge watch those easily. Um, what else is on this? Harrison and I are watching Battlestar Galactica. Because mm-hmm. he hasn't seen it, and I never finished it. You know, I heard that this is the new, the recent show. Yeah, that uh, the writers of that show had admitted that the whole like Cylons and what they were trying to do, they just they didn't know what their motivations were. They just made it up as they went along. That's why the end of the show just kind of fizzled. Well, I haven't seen the end, so no, you haven't. No, I just said I, I never finished it. What 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 season did you go up to? <sighs> I remember the. I remember Gaius Baltar was made the president. Yeah, and I think right before you find out who the last Cylon was, I think I kind of stopped. Okay, watching. so that's where you probably have one season. You were one season I've got, short. I've then. got. I've, I think there's two. I think I was two seasons short of the end. Could have been. Yeah. Could yeah. Have been. Okay. Then I won't say too much. Then beyond that, I heard that it kind of just was like not the best ending, but it was okay. It, it's. Uh, if you were looking to have a big fulfilling meal, it certainly wasn't it. It's like a salad. Yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of why I uh, that's why that happened with uh, what do you call it with um, Lost. I never finished watching that. I kind of uh, started. I liked it, yeah. and everyone is like the ending was the worst. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, that was okay. The, the thing problem with that show was the show itself. I found was so good and so compelling. I'm talking about Lost, right? That no ending I think could have wrapped it up to anyone's satisfaction. Yeah, uh, I like I said I wouldn't know, but so, so we've been watching that, and then I actually just started watching True Detective. Oh, how do you like that? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love that show. I've only watched the first episode, and I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah, the he, characters are so well written. Oh, I know, and I'm just—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm fascinated. I, I, within the first like fifteen, I mean, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are great. Woody Harrelson doesn't get enough credit. He's like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Him and McConaughey are both weirdos, but. He actually is a pretty good actor, but he's got such like his his re, like the real Woody Harrelson such a bit of an oddball that I think right. he gets disregarded. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, but those two I think they have good uh, on screen chemistry with each other. Yeah, and and since Matthew McConaughey won the Oscar, you know I think the big buzz is that he's not coming back for next season. Well, I heard that. Yeah, I heard they're getting new detectives, new story, new detectives. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear who they might cast? No, Jessica Chastain. Who's she? She was in, um, uh, what's that movie where they uh, track down Osama bin Laden? Oh, Zero Dark Thirty? Yeah. She, oh, that girl. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That could be cool. See, I'm, I'm interested in seeing this because I love H.P. Lovecraft, and I already heard a reference to The King in Yellow. Mm. Yeah. I asked you about that. And that's from a story, not an H.P. Lovecraft story, but one of the stories he referenced in his he wrote an essay about weird fiction and fan, right. and he named a lot of writers and a lot of books, and that's one of them. And the, the King in Yellow is, is a theme that comes up a lot in these uh, mm. 
it, it not it doesn't come up so much in H.P. Lovecraft stuff, but it's it's one of those things that sort of fall into that sort of Lovecraftian world, right, that right. idea. So when when you're done with this season, let me come back to me because I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited. That might be the thing if we're late at Disney since we get the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And that's on the Netflix. Or I, I mean, the oh, HBO you watching Go. it with? I've Heather? got HBO Go. No, I'm not watching. Oh, okay. She's not into that stuff. I, just, I don't know. She might be. I just <laughs> she, she's got enough of her own programming that she watches. Where it's like, if I, hey, we should watch this. Like I'm already watching something else. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, like she's never watched an episode of Breaking Bad. Like I couldn't even talk her into trying it. I'm really? Like, yeah. She's not even interested. Nah, she didn't want to see it. Wow. Yeah, One I of know. the best TV shows ever. I know. I know. Defining Brian Cranston's career, but anyway, I dig around. So, there you go. So I, I think that's it. We've had a rather lengthy uh, <laughs> tool. Other box. stuff, yeah. Other stuff, but um, you know, let's finish up, come back, and then I want to talk a little bit about um, what's going to be going on. We got some stuff to get prepared for episode 100 coming up next. Before we get into the meat and talk about our uh, our picks from the Monsters Arcanum. Sounds good. All right. folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com. Com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. What's that on the horizon? a swirling mass of is chaos. That a, is that a tornado? It could be. There's there's like prizes there's, and, and it's oh my god, it's podcast a microphone tornado. That was the lamest. I know, that was I know. So bad. That, was, that was totally impromptu though. Oh, I know, we just winging it, but that was just <laughs> that was terrible. Like, oh. <laughs> so, uh, sure, contest NATO. What's it about? All right, so for episode 100 we gotten together some prizes here from the prize closet, and several of our sponsors have have come to our aid as well. Mm. And um, so we have a bunch of contests coming up. Uh, we're going to announce them all now, and what you need to do. And we'll also have the information in the show mm. the show notes. Um, but we are going to be announcing winners for contests basically all throughout episode one hundred. So a lot, of, and we've done contests before. We announce a winner, but this is going to be throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. So I think right now, at the moment, we've got five contests, and I'm hoping to get a sixth. 
that will be announced in episode 99. That one's kind of in the works. Yeah, that one's in the works. So, but we've got five contests as of right now. Uh, you can enter any or all of them if you're interested. And um, they all have different prizes, so you can enter for the one you want. Um, some are bigger than others. I mean, sure. some stuff. Some of the stuff's coming out of our own prize coffers, and those aren't you know as as media as some of these. But mm-hmm. all of our sponsors, we reached out and um, we, you know we got a, 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 some very generous responses. So we just had to come up with contests for all these. Yeah. So let's do it. Uh, how can how can people participate, and what can they win? All right. Well, our first contest uh, is sponsored by uh, Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. Very nice. And um, it's actually the same contest we ran last time with the uh, you can send in your centerpiece model and they will paint it and send it back to you. Um, that was a popular contest. Yes. And uh, uh, the last one was a slaughter brood, if I recall. Yes. Which turned out amazing. Yeah. The pictures are on our forms and they turned out great. Um, so basically, I talked to Donovan and he said, come up with your biggest hobby screw up. So something you tried to do in the hobby that totally didn't work, whether it's green stuffing or you tried to make bases or, you know, you were trying to trying to fix a bent piece of resin and melted your whole model, whatever it was, <laughs> right. um, give him your biggest hobby uh, screw up, uh, a tale of what you run, an example of why you are, as I like to put it, centerpiece deficient, and you need Donovan oh, nice. to get your centerpiece done for you. So... It's not why should you or why do you deserve it. It's more of a, listen, uh, this is a story of how badly I've screwed up. Your hobby. most tragic yes. experience. I like that. It's good. So it's good your, your sob story. Your sob story can earn you a free paint job from Guild Painting. Well, do you have any uh, hobby horror stories? Yeah, pretty much every army I've ever painted. Really? Jeez. Oh, I mean, <laughs> You're too hard on yourself. Yeah, jeez. Here's a hobby horror story. I'll give you. Here's the one was when I pulled these dwarfs out after not looking at them for two years yeah. and thinking these are the dwarfs I took to tournaments. Uh, and I took a look at them and said, holy crap, I showed these models to people. Well, at the time. At the time, you know, I that thought they were best. pretty that good. That just shows how, how far you've come. Yeah, wow, though. I still, I wow. Hmm. So, uh, second contest is sponsored by... So, yeah, so this one, they are generously supplying a $50 store credit to the Chaos Arc Superstore. Yep. So uh, so you can get anything you want. And the, this contest is, uh, we'll call this the educational contest. Okay. <laughs> Through the first 99 episodes of Garage Hammer, what have you, the listeners, uh, l- learned in terms of what product to use, uh, what hobby technique have we talked about here on the show that you've applied, or what sort of gaming strategy have you learned by listening to Garage Hammer? We yeah. would like to know. So basically, if there's anything that you heard here that you started to use, whether it be hobbying or gaming or campaign stuff, whatever, sure. anything yep. you've heard on the show that you've incorporated in your own hobby time, we'd we, like to know We want to know it. about it. Yeah. How are we having an effect on your <laughs> gaming you know, universe? Yeah. Are we, yeah. Uh, and we thought this would be a cool thing because we get some cool responses, you know, see what's happening. Um, and we're just curious if we've actually had any effect or if we're just out here flapping our gums. <laughs> or maybe we're having a negative effect on people. <laughs> you idiots, I <laughs> tried that technique. I'm not I playing really those dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> There's, that's that's going to be Dan Heelan's entry. You got me to try dwarves. Oh, there you go. You got to yeah. actually try them, though. You yeah, can't just yeah. say you got me to. <laughs> so, 
So what did you? What did you? Something that you learned or gained from the show? Yes. Excellent. I'm looking forward to hearing those responses too. All right. Now this is this is one of the uh, this is one of the uh, the show uh, ones here that we came up with. This one is just from us, and you will get a a shiny new uh, garage hammer uh, dice out of the garage T-shirt, mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, twelve garage hammer dice. That roll insanely hot. Oh yes, they roll. Unless, of course, you don't want them to. Then they roll insanely low. Because the studies have shown, and people have uh, given testimonials that they roll a lot of sixes. Oh sure, yeah, they're they're totally I'm bent dice. They should be banned from tournament play. Dan, Dan Heelan has called them bent. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He was drunk when he was rolling those dice on the show. I'm telling you, mine. Anyway, okay. You know what, though, we've yeah, I've rolled plenty of sixes and I've rolled plenty of ones. So you don't dimensionally cascade by rolling twelves, buddy. I'm go. telling you right now. So how could the listeners win a T-shirt and these hot dice? Okay, um, this one is a little more, I guess, for the people who are a little more tech savvy. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Well, I mean, you want to do. I suppose you could leave it on the voicemail too. Yeah. Um, or if they just want to write one, if you want to do a. Bumper for the show, like uh, you know, you're listening to Garage Hammer type thing, yeah. in whatever creative way you want to, using whatever characters or stuff like that. Uh, make a bumper for the show between the bumpers are usually between ten and twenty seconds, yeah. and they're usually closer to ten. So a quick bumper, or if you have a better idea to, for one of our commercials, our commercials are getting a little long in the tooth. We uh-huh. try to rotate them. We got to be writing some new ones soon. Yep. Um, but if you got an idea for a new commercial, you got a better way to run a Kashuk Superstore commercial. Sure, sure, sure. Or, uh, or if you got a, you know, you got a new way to tell people about their. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was me. going up. Then, uh, then do it. And, and, and honestly, if the commercial is really good, and if it covers the points that we have to cover, like that we generally cover in the our commercials, hell, if they're good, I'll run them. I mean, as an old, yeah, you know, absolutely. Because you know why not? That's you know send them in. We'll use them if they're if they're good. And so you can win a shirt and dice uh, for coming up with a good bumper or a good uh, good commercial. And possible immortality on Garage Hammer. Oh yes, immortality. Yes, <laughs> immortality for only the cost of a shirt and some dice. There you go. <laughs> That's a good deal. I take it. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> That's the third contest. The fourth contest is uh, from our oldest and dearest sponsor, Unique yes. Gifts and Games. Been with us since episode from two. the beginning. Yeah, uh, they have put up uh, an Orc and Goblin battalion box. Yeah, very generous. Yeah, don't, I mean the battalion. Aren't they like? I mean, if, uh, I don't even know if they're still up on the website because uh, I don't think they are. But it still has a lot of stuff that are is very usable. Uh, it's it's Orc board chariot, uh, some Orc boys. Um, I think some cavalry. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, a good it, sprinkling of stuff. I remember when I mean when they were selling the battalion. I mean, the battalions were selling for a hundred bucks a pop. So this yeah. is not a cheap. I mean, I remember I bought an Orcs and Goblins battalion box, and that was had to be about three or four years ago, and yeah. that was it was ninety bucks. So yeah, it's a it's a nice it's a nice gift, especially yeah, if you play Orcs starter. and Goblins. And Absolutely. if not, you got it for bits. You can always trade it or whatever. Sure, but sure. That's what they're giving up. So what do they have to do for this one, Chris? Well, listeners have to uh, chime in and uh, give us uh, some feedback in terms of what they would like to see uh, in the show going forward. Uh, it could be a new segment. Uh, it could be uh, a new co-host. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the any- best thing that happened to that show is Chris <laughs> you. Get out of here. Uh, this could be anything. So any improvements that you'd like to see. Uh, you can also throw in things that you've liked and, and disliked. Okay. You know, yeah. Just, just like. A, cri- a critique of the show. Absolutely. So keep it re- says relatively clean, fun and enjoyable. Make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so that for that one especially, it basically will take uh, all the all the responses, and then there'll be a random winner from that one. Yep. Uh, the biggest hobby screw up, Donovan. I think is going to pick the winner for that one. We'll just we'll get him the we'll get him the entries, and he'll pick a winner. Um, Likewise for the uh, the educational one, name a product, hobby, technique, or gaming strategy. We'll pick one by random. Yeah, I think that'll be random as well. Um, and then let's see, where else are we? Um, what the heck? Hold on, I'm drawing a blank here. Yeah, wait. What did we do for the third one? Oh, the third one was the was the was the bumpers. Okay. Uh, okay, no, for the one for the bumpers and the commercial, I think we're just going to each pick, like, one or two or however many we get. We'll pick our favorites, and yep. then we'll kind of we'll try to pick a winner from sure. that one. Yep. So um, our fifth and final contest are for 20 Garage Hammer dice. And if the listener wants it, one of my zombies. Painted. Yeah, the finished ones. The ba- maybe the, the swamp, signed? the swamp base. Sure, I'll try to sign the base <laughs> the and one of those micron pens. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, heck, you know, I've got so many, and if if I'm going to have to paint another 790, what's another 791? Hey, that could be the one that uh, you know maintains your. And that's only keeps if, you from popping. And for this one, it's only if they want it. Sure. I mean, if you if I mean if you want it because it's cool and you want to keep it and put it on a shelf with your other model or something cool, if you're going to throw it away, just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd rather not waste the damn thing. But right. I thought that, I thought that might be. Fun. I mean, we've talked about him so many times on the show. So, so a listener out there can own a piece of the David Whitech zombie horde. There you go. Exactly. And for this one is the simplest. What's your favorite thing from the first ninety nine episodes? Tell us what episode it was, and hopefully, if you can give us some sort of a time frame, mm. like it happened at this time in the show, because what we'll do is we'll take the list, and Chris and I'll listen to them, and you know, it, probably we're going to play bits. We'll from play them during the show. the show. I think those would be funny. Yeah, a little bit of history, right? And that'll that'll you know for episode one hundred when we're doing sort of a look back at a, at a best of clips, mm-hmm. I think the listeners picking the best of clips is better than us picking them. I think so. Yeah, because. Well, quite frankly, I yeah. Plus, that's three hundred hours of gamer nonsense <laughs> to listen to. I'm not going through <laughs> that again. Three hundred hours. Wow. Well, you figure uh, roughly three hours a show. Yeah, we've had some yeah. longer and a few shorter, but that's mostly true. longer. So yeah. So that's that's contest five. It's just what's your favorite part, and we'll like I said, we'll play some of those in a listener generated best of. So those are the five contests now. Um, Send your entries to um, garagehammer at live.com. We're not going to do a contest thread on the forums because we want everybody's entry to be... Secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Well, because if we're going to talk about them, especially if we're doing clips and best of things or favorite parts, sure. you know, if they're up on the forums where everyone can read them, then when we talk about them in the episode, it's not the as fresh. Gone, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we'll have all this in the show notes. Exactly. In fact, there might be a contest thread for this just telling you where to... Mm. Send in your entries. But they'll basically be to garagehammer at live dot com. 
and um, send them there, and we'll we'll compile them and collect them. Um, in the show notes, we'll have the contest listed with and numbered, yep. just like we did now. So when you send it in, we'll just say in the subject. Hmm. Just put what contest that it is so that we know, or it's a contest. Put something in the subject right. so we know it's a contest, so I know where to enter it. And um, you can enter as many of these as you want. You don't have to enter all of them, but you can enter all five if you want. But only one entry per One entry per, person. with the exception of the the bumpers and the commercials. Oh, okay. I mean, if you've got an idea for a bumper sure. and a commercial, you want to send them both in. Uh, uh, Sounds good. Yeah. We're picking the best ones anyway, so if you enter more, it's not like... It's not like you. It's not like we're picking one at random, and you've got extra spots, so it's unfair. Right. You know, if you whoever's is the best is the best. So makes sense. There you go. Okay, that's that's. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear all the different entries and, and the feedback. Yeah, episode one. Episode one hundred is going to be pretty cool. I think. I think we're gonna. Well, you know, I think Greg Dan's going to be on since our oh, we have, European we, we haven't had any correspondence in a while, <laughs> and you know, maybe a few other people, mm-hmm. you know, calling in and. Uh, Visiting it's, with us and chatting yeah, with us. I mean, we're just going to kind of do a bit of a look back. I mean, you can see from even the the contest questions here, we're sort of building from those answers some sort of a look back at mm-hmm. the last four years of this show. It's a lot of hobby gaming fluff talk. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of me getting rules wrong and stuff. You know, all that cool stuff. A lot of me losing games on air, <laughs> which is the only <laughs> the time you lose stop. to me. <laughs> we have to play all our games on the air, or at least with a microphone. No, no. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's that. So listen, why don't we take another break? Yeah. And then when we come back, uh, Chris and I uh, want to talk a little bit about Storm of Magic and the Monstrous Arcanum. And we're thinking this might be, if it, if it, if it goes well, over a while. Yeah, we could do this a little more often. I, about I have fun doing it, so hopefully yeah, you guys do I, I really, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, we each got to pick a cool monster and yep. talk about the fluff and basically the stuff we like to do in the army reviews but just in a nice small chunk pack yeah so we'll be back with that I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army.
And we are back. Talking some uh, Monstrous Arcanum. Yeah. So I've had this Monstrous Arcanum book for a while. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're going to get a Storm of Magic game in at some point. We agreed that we're going to do that. And you know, part of Storm of Magic is you take your points limit, and then you get an additional 25 points worth of special Storm of Magic stuff. Now, some of that's actually like magic items that you can take and give to yep. your characters. But some of it is in the forms of these bi- scrolls of binding. So you could bring all sorts of creatures and stuff to your game. Now, Storm of Magic is pretty cool, though, because it, it's different in that it doesn't play like... It's it's almost as different from normal Warhammer as um, Triumph and Treachery is. Even though Triumph and Treachery is a lot more fun and a lot more crazy. Um, you have those um, arcane fulcrums. Yep. And so you have those on the table... And the, the whoever has the control of the most of those at the end of the game, that's how you win. So it's almost like Watchtower, but the only people who can hold it is wizards. The only way to claim it is, is a wizard. Yeah, so you or, have to have a number of wizards then? Yeah. Interesting. And you have to, or rune lords. And the way to get them, you know, to get them off, is, uh, outside of using magic, you want to smash into it with big stuff. So take all these big monsters. You could go try to knock them off the... Hmm. Thing, uh, and they're just kind. Of, it's kind of fun to play. Basically, the the concept is your wizards have these binding scrolls. It reminds you of Naruto. They have those scrolls. They can summon up the little. Oh, that's right. You don't watch Naruto. What's really cool is, uh, you know, in Storm of Magic, you can do all this, and then they came out with Monster Star Cannon, which yeah. is just all these really cool stuff. And it's from you know, it's it's from Forge World. Um, I gotta say, just reading that book, it's a great read because it really fills in the the world of of Warhammer. And, and how, how bleak and chaotic and out of control things really are. Yeah, how dangerous a world it is. You yeah. know, you know, we always joke around about how you know, five sixths of the forests of the Warhammer world are some sort of weird magical yeah. monstrosity. In the rivers too, but he looks like well, this stuff's walking around in places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, that's not as weird as you think. Right, um, weird as normal. Yeah. Um. So what we did was people were asking us about it and. Uh, like I said, I love the book. I wish this is one of the things with all the with everyone going over to the Horus Heresy mm-hmm. from the Warhammer Forge is that you don't even see these because for a while these models in here were, were coming out. Uh, the Brood Horrors, a lot of the, 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 the Basilisk, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, all these things were coming out and then suddenly they stopped. Because, I hope they come back. They're, they seem to be doing them kind of in bunches. Well, basically, when I was asking about that, because yeah. they had another book coming out after Tamarcon, it's the Blackfire Pass. Yeah. It's either Blackfire Pass or Skull Pass, one of the two. I think it's Blackfire Pass. Um, but all that's been put on hold indefinitely until they go through the Horus Heresy stuff. Oh, because that could it's, take for, it's It's that popular, though. That could take 40,000 years. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> But so um, one of the things that we decided to do is pick uh, pick one that you know that our army could take. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, this is something that's not actually. I don't know that this is in the Storm of Magic book, but I know it's in the back of here. Is um, they have this chart for the rules for the bound monsters. They list all the bound monsters and they list all the races, and they list their affinity towards these creatures. And there's three listing: either kinship, binding scroll, or abhorrent. Okay. And basically, if you follow this rules, if you're playing, this is, like how, this is sort of a, a variant you can use. You can choose this option. And basically, in the basic rules, you could summon up two of anything. You can have a binding scroll for up to two, but no more than that because they're pretty rare and they're kind of hard to come by in general. And so what this list is, if it says binding scroll next to it, you can summon the usual two. Right. 
If it says abhorrent, you can only summon one. This is something that your own race, the people in your own race would be like, why exactly do you have that even? And they don't want to fight alongside these things. So it's abhorrent. You can call one only. If it says kinship, you can break the rule of two and summon up as many as you can afford Mm -hmm. to purchase. Um, It's almost like the allies rule. Yeah. In some respects. Yeah. Uh, And it kind of makes sense. It just kind of keeps to the fluff. Right. You know, if it's something that you, you're just, you would never, like, you the, the, the four greater demons are in here, the great unclean mm-hmm. one that, they're abhorrent to just about every race except sure. for demons and, like, beast men, you know, because, yeah, and even beast men have it as binding scroll, demons have them as kinship, every other race finds them abhorrent. I mean, oh, wait, warriors of chaos have it listed as binding scroll and chaos dwarfs as well. Makes sense. So they're not abhorrent to the to the demon race. Um, obviously, kinship to demons. Sure, but if for everybody you, else, you know, if you had your way, do you think uh, abhorrence should not be should be something that could not be taken at all? Personally, yes. I know. I understand why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They open up. You can take anything because that way anyone can buy sure. any model. My high elves could summon a bloodthirster. If and here's the thing. If you really like the model and you want to buy one and you want to paint one... More power to you. Now you can use it. That's, the whole thing is this opens it up to anyone can use anything. Mm. Um, the funny thing is you go to a GW tournament and they don't follow... This chart is out the window. Right. They're basically... Whatever you want to take and it, it, it's, as long as it fits either your rare or special slot. I don't remember mm. which. As long as you have the points. But what open. we did was we decided to pick our own armies and pick something that we had kinship with. And... Um, our own armies at the time you were playing a lot of VC, so right, and so I chose the Necrofex Colossus. Yeah, and, this uh, thing is a brute. I love this. The entire concept, the picture's great. You know, the artwork in this book is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, basically, if you were one of the, if you are one of the more power, excuse me, more powerful and more insane of the necromancers. You get together wood or steel or something, and you basically build a wooden giant without a head. Okay? And then you start taking all these zombies. All, you basically start stitching corpses to it. Um, you start sticking them where you need them, sticking and, and growing the flesh and, and stretching it and stitching it and putting mm-hmm. it over this frame um, in different parts in order to use that necromantic power to animate this thing and what you do is once you get it all going then it really gets sick okay not only do you have this 50 foot tall frame being stretched all with it says let's see um, a humanoid shape akin to a giant fashioned upon a frame of timbers iron or bone onto which the flesh and musculature of the dead have been bound and shaped with scores or sometimes hundreds of corpses used in their creation their horrific bodies, cadaver-stitched and sealed with human fat, are left headless during the long hours of dark and prep, terrible rites needed to prepare them. And then, onto the wound-like neck of the headless monsters, living humans are lashed and sewn with profane surgery. And they get the souls through there, and basically the necromancer sacrifices them, their souls, to the mm-hmm. to the dark gods into the necrofex, but it's their living brains that are he's able to connect to and control this right. thing like a puppet. There was uh, one story in the fluff, I don't remember that, but there was one wizard who was um, 
eyeing this uh, prison galley uh-huh. that sank in a storm that I think he created. Right. And it was hundreds and hundreds of prisoners, and he used the galley, the, the wood, as the framework yes. and all the bodies of the dead prisoners. And, and that's the picture in here, and yeah. it's, it's a really cool. That, that, that's actually right here. Let's see. It's uh, the Deathwalker uh, Sorn Ghoulskin, who fashioned the largest Necrofex Colossus from the wreckage of the Iron Fetter. No relation to Grandfather. Right. A great uh, Gallius Hulk used as a floating prison. He summoned the storm and sank it and articulated it with the bodies of the drowned. Oh, perhaps the widest known example in recent times belonged to a vengeful Infanta Leonora Navarra, now known to fable as the Darkness Daughter, who, after being outcast and hunted by the nobles of Estelia for her terrible crimes, dared to bind herself within a necrofex colossus and ravage her erstwhile domains for more than a century like a demon from the night. It's a crazy woman right there. Oh, dude, I want to make one of these so bad. This is the, this is the thing that I'm building. This is my scratch build. You're actually going to make this from scratch? I have the dowels and the wooden rods that I want to wow. make to build one of these really bad. I'm actually thinking of going to the hobby shop and buying one of those boat models. Yeah. So it's like in the picture here, getting the prow and using all the rigging to make it look more like it's hooked up. But I want to make one of these so bad. This is the coolest thing in this book. It really, with the exception of the one for the Tomb Kings. This would be just massive. It's got a cathedral for a foot. No, no, no. It's standing in front of a cathedral, or it's standing mm. in a church. It's got that. Are you there. sure? Yeah. It looks to me like it's actually part of the foot. No, I think that's going over next to it. Hmm. But it's, it's the front end of a boat. I mean, those are masts. Those legs are boat right, masts. Yeah, it's got that yeah. boat with all the dead bodies in it that they've stitched to it. Now, you could take two versions of it. One's a giant size, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the corpse giant. It's got a movement of six. It's got a weapon skill of three, strength seven, toughness six, six wounds, initiative two, eight leadership. It's a monster for 275 points. If you take the full-on Nightmare Colossus, he's movement eight with a weapon skill of four, strength eight, toughness seven, one initiative, ten wounds, and ten leadership for 500 mm-hmm. points. And these things come with a ton of rules. Um, I'm going to flip over because there's one thing I wanted to check. Before you start to get to all the rules, there are a couple of rules that they actually put into here. Um, well, he's got some some rules that are familiar to Warhammer players that don't have the book. He's right. Terror, unbreakable, unstable. He's got special attacks, which we'll go over in, in a second. Vortex of Death, which we'll go over. Enchanted attacks, which means his close combat ta- attacks are magical. Then he gets the now these two rules are only for the nightmare colossus. The oversized one gets largest of monsters and colossal beast, and that's here in the rulebook. Largest of monsters. This creature is so enormous it can thunder stomp everything but other monsters with largest of monst- models with largest of monsters. So you could thunder stomp a giant. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, he's also got colossal beast. These things are as large as a hill and just as difficult to slay. It may only be wounded by attacks of strength four or higher, regardless. Of an attack strength, the creature can never be wounded on better than a three plus. If the mm-hmm. colossal beast is subject to a spell or special attack that would cause it to be slain outright, it suffers d6 wounds instead. Colossal beast is so massive it can crush entire regiments beneath its bulk. It's gets its thunder stomp is two d6. Nice, I and like it can it. thunder stomp anything. That is just epic. It's 500 points, but yeah, it's brutal. Anything but other colossal beasts. Yes, anything but other... No, other largest... Yeah, largest of monsters means you get 2d6 other colossal beasts. Um, 
So you could thunder stomp a dragon or Oh right, no, it, I'm sorry. Colossal Beast is what gives it all the specials. Largest of monsters gives it the thunder stomp over everything. Yeah. So you could thunder stomp a phoenix. Mm-hmm. But I mean it's it's bigger it's a, okay, the small version of this is the giant sized. So Right. The big one is crazy. Now this vortex of death gives it four powers, which is pretty cool. Um, it's got regen four plus, except for flaming and magical attacks. So right there, the regens kind of suck because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't seem to have an armor save. So it's just got the regen, but it's still toughness stupid, and it can't be wounded on anything. It's got to be uh, you know stronger mm-hmm. than four. Um, it works also like the. Um, the um, the Mortis Engine, the tome you can take. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone casting spells from death or vampires within 12 inches, it gets to a plus one. So to its casting. So That's kind of nice. That's it used nice to be buff. just... Well, and the uh, Mortis Engine is just lore of vampires. Right. So lore of death or vampires plus one. If you're casting from lore of life or lore of light within 12 inches of it, you take a minus one to your casting. I like it. Fluffy. And the final one... Um, it suffers extra damage from any specific spell or attack. So basically, it's it's on it's not listed as undead mm-hmm. because it's a it's it's a puppet basically. Right. But if it, if anything that does extra wounds to undead or extra anything that specifies it does X to undead, does it to this guy too. So lore of light would really do a number on this thing. Lore of light would, except for the fact that you're also it's it's at the minus one to cast as well within twelve inches. Within so 12 if you're shooting magic yeah. missiles at it, it's, true, you're going to be further than twelve inches. Um. It also has special attacks. You get to pick one. So unlike the giant, you get to pick. You can either just do pick a unit in base contact and get D6 plus one attacks, which mm-hmm. is at that, you know, what is it? The the biggest one. It's only weapon skill four, but you're talking strength seven or strength eight. Right. So <laughs> smash. Uh, impale. It's got a misshapen claw, tries to rip the soul from their body. Pick a single model in base contact. They suffer a single attack with heroic killing blow. So you can do D6 plus 1 against the unit, or you can try for heroic killing blow. I hate that thing where you could trade everything for one heroic killing blow, because it's like, I get one attack, I got a hit. If I wound, cool, I'm probably going to wound, but it, you know. Isn't that the very definition of, of betting heavy to win heavy, though? Yeah, it is. If you roll that 1 and 6, then. That's a story, but it's not something to rely on. Uh, and then there's a cool one, um, Screams of the Damned. Select a single enemy unit in base contact. Roll a D6 plus 2 for the Colossus at its leadership. The opponent rolls D6 and adds the highest leadership value in the targeted unit. If the Necrofest scores higher, the number by which the score has been beaten is the number of wounds inflicted on the enemy. No armor saves. If you're unbreakable or immune to psychology, you can't use this attack against them. So it's good against low leadership. Other low leadership monsters and... And and yeah, Lulish. Basically, it's you hear all the bodies and the screaming and all mm-hmm. that. It's 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 like a banshee scream almost. Right. So it, it basically works similarly to it. Um, but that's how this thing works. This is a pretty. I mean, once again, you're spending a lot of points for a monster that is a four up regen. That that goes. That's no good against magic mm-hmm. as well as flaming. Um, I mean, seriously, toughness. Seven with ten wounds is still pretty good for five hundred points. I mean, it, you're going to have to hit yeah, I think this, that's, that's really good. And hit this and hit this. You can't wound it with your low your your strength three stuff doesn't even have right. a chance to wound strength it. Strength four at the very minimum. Yeah, so that's really good. And the two d six thunderstomp that's just brutal at strength eight. 
Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's smashing. Now, here's the cool thing. You get to do add-ons. <laughs> no two are quite alike. So you could, for 10 points, you can um, basically, this has got, <laughs> they built this with lots of broken sword blades, spear points, meat hooks, and scythes just added to the Colossus mm-hmm. so that when it attacks, it'll hook and snag people. And if it hooks and snags you, it'll keep you on there. It could use your infernal energies or your soul energy and stuff like this. So the dice rolled for the Thunder Stomp and the Batter and Slash, which is the D6 plus one attacks, may be re-rolled. But you have to keep the re-roll even if it's worse. For 10 points, that's a bargain. Yeah, so for 10 Absolute points, I can bargain. re-roll my Thunder Stomp and my D6 plus one. Okay. Yeah. Um, for 20 points, you basically got something called Corpse Killers. <laughs> this one's great. Uh, the dead are reaching out and grabbing anything living and dragging them. So once again, now instead of hooks just hooking people and grabbing mm-hmm. them, um, the actual zombies that are in parts of it that still have motion are grabbing are at you. out. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, so grisly. on initiative step one, each close combat phase, in addition to its other attacks, every enemy unit in base contact suffers D6 strength 2 automatic hits. Okay, so cool. just, that's something for flavor. Not yeah, as, and that's not quite tw- as good as the sides and it's barbs. It's twenty points. I don't know that I'd use it. You know, I'd definitely take the sides and barbs. Then there's for thirty points. There's vampire blood. The flesh and blood of ghouls and vampires have long been used in their creation, uh, but forcing it to suffer from a black hu- hunger it cannot satiate. It increases the regen provided by its vortex of death power to three plus, but must always attempt to charge an enemy if one is available. Hmm. Now, for 30 points, I think I'd skip this. Yeah, I would too. Because it's still no good against flaming or magic. Right. But, man, the 10 points to reroll your Thunderstomp. So for 510 points, you got that. Now, here's where it gets stupid. On a rare occasion, a necromancer or vampire are themselves bound in the Colossus. Um, It may be bought basically for 35 points apiece. You can buy at wizard levels. Using lore of death or vampires. Or vampires. Note that the vortex of death special will then benefit the Colossus itself. However, should it suffer a miscast and survive, in addition to any other effects, it permanently has its toughness value reduced by one. The backlash of the miscast damages the very fabric that Hmm. holds it together. Interesting. I like that rule. It's a nice uh, flavorful rule there. It's 140 points, and you can have a level four wizard casting at a plus five. Yeah. Throwing around the lore of death, um, and doesn't the lore of death use a lot of leadership tests? Uh, some of the spells do leadership tests or strength tests. Leadership ten strength. I mean, if there's any contested uh, things, right. I mean, he's got his stats are all through the roof. It's. I mean, suddenly you're talking about a 650 point. You know what's scary though? If you wanted a purple sun with this, he's movement eight, so you can line up a nice flank shot with a purple sun, but it's initiative one. So you could take yourself out with <laughs> yep. Yikes. Well, no, but anything that takes you out outright, it only does D6 wounds. Is that what it says here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, un- that was under the uh, other rules the- from the largest of creatures. Oh. The Colossal Beast. Um, if it's subject to a spell or special attack that would cause it to be slain outright, it suffers D6 wounds instead. Oh, a little insurance there, then. Yep. I mean, mm. it's just... So, I mean, once again, if you're playing Storm of Magic, um, and the only thing, the, I think the only army that this thing is 
Where's the Necrofex Colossus on here? Hold on, let me find it here. Abhorrent to Beastmen, Abhorrent to Bretonians, Demons and Dark Elves can Binding Scroll, Abhorrent to Dwarves, High Elves, Lizardmen, Ogres, Orcs and Goblins, Binding Scroll for Skaven, Abhorrent to the Empire, the Tomb Kings, and the Wood Elves, Binding Scroll for Castor. So Kinship, Vampire Counts, of course. Sure, makes sense. Um, so that's why I picked it, because it was the one, it's, it's a really rare item, mm. but... Um, to talk about the if you really want to build from scratch a centerpiece model, something you could take. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing could be really cool. Um, it would just be massive, and it's just got so many rules. Like I don't even see taking the giant sized one. Like I just I, I'm going for the one that's got the largest of monster, you know, the greatest of calamities mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. <laughs> you know, that's dude. That's. The thunder, I can thunder stomp anything with 2d6 strength 8 hits. Rerolling if you need Re-rolling to. Rerolling. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. So it's odd that in the fluff, this thing fights the next monster we're going to talk about, the Merworm. Yeah, there's a story in here. It's great, which is yeah. another, you know. But, it, you know, it, it, knowing that you can re-roll those thunder stomps and he can thunder stomp the Merworm, the Necrofex should have won that fight. Well, the story was real good, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. Now, hold on. The mer- where's the merworm? Where's his? I'm looking for his rules real quick. He's not. Uh... Oh, you're right. He doesn't have greatest of greatest. No, so of... he could fall victim to that, uh, thunder, to that stomp. thunder stomp. So let's look at the merworm then. So why don't you tell everybody about the merworm? All right. So the merworm is is sort of a distant cousin to the dragon. It's an underwater kind of version of it. There used to be swarms of these things swimming around in the oceans, but now they're more myths and legend, you know, that'll drag down a ship occasionally. Yep. And I guess these things like to feed on Kraken. It's one of the things that, one of the few monsters in the Warhammer world that hunts Kraken. That's crazy. Which is pretty cool. Uh, there are three versions of it. Uh, the, right, the standard Murworm that comes in at 235 points. All of them are movement six. This thing has weapon skill six, strength and toughness six, five wounds, initiative four, five attacks, leadership seven. The Pago Worm uh, has the same stats, except it goes down one weapon skill, down one attack, and initiative, but goes up 50 points. And goes up in leadership. I still think there's a typo here. I think it, it may be, but uh, the, the special rules may even that out a little bit. We'll cover those in a second. Sure. And the last one is the Sio Worm. Am I pronouncing that right? I think so. Uh, weapon skill 7, strength toughness 7, wound 7, initiative 2, and 7 attacks. This is like a star dragon of sorts. Yeah, it's, uh, that comes in, it clocks in at 390 points. Yeah, at leadership 9. Uh, special rules for all these guys, they all have terror, scaly skin 3+, regen 5+, sea creature, is that covered in um, the special rules of the book? I thought, isn't that isn't that in the... Uh, in the BRB? I thought so. Uh, it's, it's, that's so rarely Isn't that you used. can move through, move through water, I think? I mean, something I, like I that. Think that's no penalty literally or, or something like that. Yeah, let me, here, I'll look it up real quick. I just want to make sure it's not in here. It's got Powerful Tail, which is a, a plus two strength attack. Um, Enfeebling Cold and Abyssal Cloak, which are special rules that each of these Merworms get. So the regular Merworm gets the Powerful Tail. That's a single uh, tail attack taken at uh, the Merworm's strength plus two, so that'd be a strength eight attack. Enfeebling Cold goes on the, the Pago Worm. This is interesting. This is um, units attempting to charge the Pago Worm subtract minus two from their charge distance. Also, enemy units in contact with the Pago Worm subtract minus one from their strength. 
So this is almost like the, the frost aura. Right. The, the, the fluff says the ocean's chill follows the pagan worm onto the field of battle. So they're, you know, they're slowing down. You're not as, you're not as strong due to the cold aura. And maybe that's why his weapon skill and his attacks are down and his initiative simply because he's slow moving. He's slow moving. He's so cold. So do you think subtracting minus one, minus two from being charged and minus two. Minus one from their strength? And minus one from their strength if you are in contact with it. Is that worth a 50 point trade off? You know, these things, they don't have a lot of attacks. But a lot of times, that's the problems with these monsters. These monsters go in and they, they don't can't, have a lot of attacks. So. They can't go up against big blocks or anything like that. So you got to go. You know, you got to really pick your mm. sort of pick your fights. Them. You're relying on thunder stomp and stuff. Right. Minus one from the strength. This guy gets in on a corner, and suddenly the guys who are fighting with it, who you really want to do the killing, they're mm-hmm. they're everyone's getting the benefit for that. Right. And the minus two from the charges is just so. I mean. Now, a, a, you know, a normal six or seven inch charge, you go, okay, I'm going to go. Oh. Yeah, you like a nine. Yeah. It, it helps you It helps you get the charge versus you getting charged. And yeah, it helps you sort of dictate the whole thing there. Oh, by the way, hmm. uh, sea creature, uh, any, any water areas, rivers, deep waters, a player may have deemed impassable to other models, it treats it like open ground. However, when out in the water, they cannot march. Sea creatures are still subject to any special effects and terrain effects. Um, being denizen of the deep does not necessarily equate to protection from a choking quagmire. So, Okay. The fact I, that they can't march on land kind of hurts this guy a little bit. Oh, did, no. I, I don't... However... When out of the water... Oh, yeah. When out of the they water, they march. cannot march. Sea creatures... Yeah. And he's movement six, which is good, but... If that's as far as fast as he can go, he's he's moving as fast as a dwarf marches. Yeah, Which but so but because they're sea creatures though, so when they get on land, they're not that fast. Right. But they in that water where everyone else is slowed down, they're just moving. Right. Well, I just, you have to make sure you have to deploy water. You know, it just I got an idea. Seriously, just go get like uh, like some blue cloth and throw it over your table instead <laughs> of the green cloth and be like, "We're playing in the ocean. This is all right, water." Right. Roll just roll once for the whole damn thing. Yeah, you could. It's the shallows. Yeah, the, it's the beachhead. It's been raining. Yeah, it's actually only about a quarter inch deep. But you know, right. <laughs> hey, shut it. <laughs> we're picking the battlefield. <laughs> exactly. We're going to fight here. <laughs> Bust up the more worms. So the last thing is the abyssal cloak, and that's for the Sio worm only. That's for the big. That's this toughness seven right. seven attacks, mamma jamma. Crushing darkness surrounds the Sio worm in battle. All ranged attacks against the Sio worm are made at minus two to hit. And all enemy units in base contact with it suffer a minus two modifier to their leadership value if subject to psychology. Okay. With all the sevens, leadership nine, it's almost 400 points, but it's a good monster. It is a seven good monster. Seven attacks, strength seven, mm-hmm. thunder stomp, all, you know, you know it's a monster, so it's got that. Um, three up, five up. Three up, five up, exactly. So, I mean, it's got thunder stomp, doesn't it? I mean, it doesn't have to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, it does have thunder yeah. yeah. So... Minus two to your leadership and minus two to hit. That's pretty good. And I'd, high say, oh, I'd rather go seven. face those plague bearers. Right. I'd rather go face those. That's who pulls us up. One of the demon players. Right. I don't want to face those Nurgle guys here. Fight this guy. Seriously, minus two to hit. So at equal to, well, I mean, what's it, their weapon skill is? Well, hell, the Cyworm's weapon skill is seven. So anything weapon skill three. Normally would need fives to hit. Then they're at minus two. They would need sevens to so hit. So sixes by fours. Yeah. I mean, sh- yeah. That's pretty good. 
Nothing would be poisoning it. Yeah, you can't. That's strength three. Right. You can't poison it. So that's, dude, that's kind of good. That is pretty good. I, I, I keep on going back to the matchup of this thing versus the Necroflex Colossus. Colossus. The Colossus probably won't do damage to it by, by hitting it with its normal well, attack. Also, let's say it was just a merworm. It's, it called it a merworm that came out in the battle, right? Yeah. So that was the uh, weapon skill 6, strength 6, toughness 6, 5 wounds, leadership 7 1. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that has the plus 2 strength on the tail attack right. only. Yep. Um, yeah, in the battle... In the battle, I think it would have to be the uh, Corpse Giant, not necessarily the Nightmare Colossus. It almost sounds like it doesn't. Well, it says a Necrofex Colossus stood up, so it could have been a Corpse could have been Giant. Either because okay. both of them, I mean, the Necrofex Colossus, it's either the Corpse Giant or the what does it call it? The Nightmare, Nightmare Colossus. Colossus. So but both of those guys have the colossal, the colossal beast rule, right? No. Oh, they don't. No, 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 no. It says when you read the rules. Um, Oh, Nightmare Colossus. Only. Colossal Correct. Beast okay. of, and great Largest of Monsters. So he wouldn't be thunder-stomping this thing. You okay. know what's really cool about the Murworm is it, it says here in the fluff how people run from it and they think they're safe because mm. it's coming after their boat. And so the boat pulls up on shore and the other guy jumps out of the boat and everyone's running for shore. And like, whew, we made it. And the thing comes walking out of the water. Right, yeah, barreling out of the water and out of the shore. There's no, it, you're not yeah, safe off water. Yeah. It's It's really... It's interesting because this thing loves to feast on flesh. And yes, it's, it's drawn to, and that's why it ends up going to the town where this Colossus is because there's all that the dead bodies. Yeah. it's drawn to that and starts feasting on that. It's pretty grisly. So it's interesting to me that this monster has a kinship with high elves. Well, but it's a it was it's based off of a dragon, and they have and everybody right. has a kinship with dragons, but especially the high elves. Sure. So even though it's separated, it's in a weird place. It's just I mean, all dragons like to eat meat, though. I mean, this thing really likes to eat meat, but there's enough meat yeah. in the ocean. It's just saying that if it's chasing you and you think, oh, I'm out of the water, I'm safe, you ain't. Yeah, right. It goes up it's into this town. It's hungry. It comes up. Like I said, every few pages, there's this great story, you know? This thing can take all the beating it wants, but it's tearing up the Necrofex. Necrofex mm. is like, yeah, whatever. I'll, right, I'm right. not. I'm not alive. This doesn't really <laughs> doesn't bother matter. me. Oh uh, yeah, the two Leviathans, the Doom Lord's cadaver giant, punching blow after blow into the Murrowworm. The beast lashing out in return with his powerful tail. It was only as the first glimmers of dawn flickered on the horizon that it finally brought the Necrofex clashes crashing to its knees. So it basically wraps itself around the Necrofex and, and just squeezes. squeezes with its tail and crushing it. Yeah. Uh, then <laughs> the gory banquet was to be swiftly cut short, though, as the strange sound drew its attention. Standing before it was the Doom Lord, his eyes lit with an azure glow as he whispered words he'd read on an aged tattered scroll he found whilst traveling amongst the border princes where the sorcerer Kadon had once roamed. Enthralled by the words of the beast, the Nordland quickly succumbed to his will and with total obedience followed the necromancer as he walked to the darkness. Okay, the necromancer gets pissed, comes out, looks at him, and have, has some magical scroll that allows him to take control of, right, of the this beast, and yep. it just follows him off to fight. So we basically had some sort of a scroll of binding for this thing. Sure. So, you know, the, the reference to, to Kadon in here and throughout the book I found very interesting. Yes. He's uh, one of the amber wizard uh-huh. uh, of beast uh, lore. And of course, it's referencing the uh, transformation of Kadon's spell. Right. And there's so much stuff in here, too. There's the Colossal Squig, the Bull Centaur, the Bale Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got those incarnate elementals. 
Yep. The it, it will cover all those. Yeah. Over time, we'll eventually get to all these because these are really cool. Yeah, and I think it'll be fun to kind of go through these. If anybody's got a specific favorite or a race they want, and I'm not making any promises because we've got a lot that we want to cover, I want to tw- cover the uh, the dwarf dragon, the shard dragon, uh-huh. the dragon that might not really be a dragon, but it could oh, be. Oh, I didn't read that. Is it a dwarf dragon? Well, it's not a dwarf dragon, but it's the one that the dwarfs have kinship with. Like, oh, I see. Yeah, because they have it with the, the. There's not a lot of things the dwarves have kinship with, but everybody has kinship with dragons. And then you get to this, uh, the shard dragon, which, in fact, I think they're the only ones who have a kinship to it. Because hmm. even the high elves only have that as a binding scroll. And the shard dragon, it lives in the under the mountains. Uh-huh. And it's just this big, beastly black, like every scale on it is razor sharp. Hmm. And the dwarfs. The dwarfs have bound them before, but it's like, it's almost, it reminds me of the dwarf version of a sandworm. It's like, can we tame this thing? Uh, it's right. only it's only in their realms, and it is beastly. Like, it is, is something that's oh, really that, cool. I was reading the stats on that. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. So we'll cover that. We'll definitely yeah. cover those. So, I mean, even if you don't play Storm of Magic, I, I think as far as Monstrous Arcanum goes, the book's a little expensive, but it's... It's another one that's worth it if you're into the fluff and into reading all the cool different things yeah, that it, they it have. It paints a good bleak picture of the Warhammer world. All the different battles. I mean, they, they talk about these monsters and form a narrative, but they fill in a lot of gaps on how the, like the Skaven versus the Empire, like why they're fighting uh-huh. and, and how they fought and how these monsters are involved. And it's really cool. Yeah. And after you read through it, I mean, it's got this cool thing where they talk about this war going on um, between these two these two lands and how just they they sort of started gathering up these scrolls and yep. kind of gives the history of them just summoning all these monsters after each other. It's really fun. And I think if we get a couple of games of Storm and Magic in and pull out a few weird things like this, I think it you know, might, might prove uh, to be fun. And it's another fun way to just have a good fluff game without mm. – because, uh, I mean, there's really cool stuff in here, but none of it's cheap. True. And all of it, I mean, there's nothing in here that's that's unstoppable. There's some really cool stuff. And that's that's the thing is going through here and finding, because even by the, the you follow the abhorrent rules, you can take basically anything in here. Find that thing that complements your army really well. Mm-hmm. Although I think stuff with kinship should, you know, supplement it better sure, in theory right. than others. Of course, like I said, you know, there's unicorns in here because that was in the Storm of Magic book, and I know elves mm-hmm. have kinship with unicorns. I'm assuming that unicorns aren't a, a super great buy, you know? Uh, pff, no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but even, like I said, the big stuff, I mean, you've taken that rogue idol, mm. and you've even said it's 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 more of a liability than anything. Well, it's, against VC it is. I mean, if a monster doesn't, doesn't have magical attacks, then they're just waiting to get tied up by an ethereal. Right, host. right. And that's a 30, what, 35 point? 65. 65 point thing against a, uh, you know, 3 4 500 point monster. Even yeah. the Morrowarm's attacks aren't magical. No, that's true. So, that totally messes it up. See, it does. Yeah. yeah. But take t- if you take that out of the equation that mm-hmm. you're not playing with ethereals, even then against something with ranks and stuff, you still got to do a lot of damage yeah. because their static combat res could hurt. It could. Yeah. yeah. No matter how high the strength is, you're only doing so many attacks. 4 or 5 attacks plus a thunder stomp. Right. I love that you could only wound like if you've got that largest of mm. creatures. You know, you can only you can't be wounded on better than a three, right? Which is kind of a neat. You know, no, they're just you know you're not they're just too strong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's the size of like a big hill, 
Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, even that's a massive. cannonball. Look, every, no. Oh, no, wounds on a three. There's, it's just, you know. Mm. And, I mean, literally, that that doubles your chances of missing. No matter, I mean, because yeah. everything, nothing wounds on a one. So no matter what, you got at least a one-third chance of it not wounding mm. you. And then, I mean, dude, toughness three. And no point shooting bows at it. No point. Right. No point attacking it with any your normal strength three. I mean, a lot of strength three stuff in the game. It's oh like, yeah, that's that's the average. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, unless you're just throwing it in to tie it up, I just got to slow it down. I would. Right. I mean, I could throw a horde of zombies into it. Say <laughs> you, you you could. I, eat, that would be a eat good all you want that they can't hurt you at all. Right. I don't care. I've got a static combat res of four. You've got D six plus one attacks. On top of that, two D six thunder stomp. But stomp all all you want. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's that is pretty good. So so yeah, that was that was a fun discussion. I, I'm looking forward to talking some more. Yeah, that's Monsters our fir- our first little foray into this Monsters Arcanum uh, stuff. So we'll just you know this will be one we could just bring up anytime. Sure, a couple of new monsters. But uh, if anyone's playing with this stuff, let us know. You know, if you're playing Storm of Magic and you're having fun and doing your thing, I think that's great. Seriously, just tell us because we'd love to, we'd love to hear that sort of fluff gaming stuff. I would love for a tournament to allow Storm of Magic monsters in some capacity. Uh, well, Invasion Kenosha does. Yeah, or, well, that's no, no longer Kenosha, right. whatever yeah, it's gonna, it, whatever it, it's going to be when back. John gets it going. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, there are there are some smaller tournaments that are out there, but it would be cool. To see some of the, yeah. it would be cool. Yeah, you can take them. I think the the places that are taking them are saying you could take them as a rare choice. So it's still yeah. got to fit yeah, within your twenty five points. Right. So like if you're playing a twenty four hundred point tournament, you can have up to six hundred points of that fits nicely. That because six hundred points allows you a lot of the things in that book. Yeah. Maybe not the super broken stuff. But well, and like you said, for that sile worm, mm-hmm. you know, for three nine for four hundred points, you could do a lot worse mm. than an all seven stats thing. That gives you minus two to your leadership right. and minus two to hit it. Yeah, not bad. And you could even you can still take your lord on Star Dragon and have that bad boy. Yeah, just fill in your special. Well, and think about it. And your you know your 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 cheaty elves with their three up rerollable hits becomes five up rerollable mm-hmm. hits. I'll take that a lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah. easier. True, and then once again, it's and it's weapon skill seven. So half of your elves are are hitting on fours rerollable, right? You know, or anything that's got rerolls. You know, you're not hitting, mm. or no minus two. So your fours rerollable becomes sixes. sixes. And we yeah. even said that if you've got a weapon skill of three or less, you can't even hurt it. Well, you can, but it's sixes oh, yeah. by fours. Oh no, three or less can't. Well, the largest thing, yeah, you can't hit it because it's too right, big. Right. I mean, just but the 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 merworms don't have that rule. Right. But still. Uh, minus two to hit, so weapon skill three becomes fives, becomes sevens. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah I mean, these, there's, who knows how they work? I mean, it sounds great, and then you put it on the table and somebody, you know, Well, we'll have to try it, it and, and see how it goes. I think we should. I yeah. definitely think I, we should. I've only tried fun. that uh, Orc Idol, what, one time? Was that the one game I used it against you? You used it the one game against me, yeah. and then you got pissed. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> taking it anymore against your VC. <laughs> but you don't take Orcs and Goblins against my VC anymore. That's a tough matchup. I'm happy to if you want, but oh, it's no. a tough matchup. I mean, I just I if remember you do, you'll probably like, you probably see that gunline army because because <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, that's vicious. But so that's it, folks. I mean, we didn't delve super deep into it, but we just something fun, you know, out yeah. of the norm. Here's a couple of cool monsters 
and we're going to keep coming back to this because these are the things that we want to start seeing. Mm-hmm. And this is your opportunity too. I mean, like you said, if a tournament allows it, do you? I mean, you could buy the ones that GW makes for a lot, but they don't make half of these. Oh, a lot of good conversion opportunities, modeling opportunities. Oh, sure, yeah, sure. And then there's that, that colossal squig. Throw that colossal squig in with the oh, Mangler yeah. squig and the other squigs. Well, I want to talk about those uh, that that colossal squig. We'll, we'll talk about that next time. If you know, well, no one you, sends in a request to talk about something well, else. You can pick one of those, and I'll do the shard dragon. Then I'll sure. do a, I'll do a dwarf because that thing's got kinship with orcs and goblins. It's another armor we know. Yeah, it's another so, theme uh, selection. Yeah, cool. guys if you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model then let me suggest guild painting services they're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commissioned painter but having the quality and speed of a large studio they build paint and convert miniatures for all game systems they're competitively priced and if you want to talk quality go to guildpainting.com And check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table, but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad you checked them out. I was excited. Good stuff. Yeah, wrapping up here. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing some more of that Monsters Arcanum. I am too. It was uh, fun to do. Um, you get a le- some some good flavor different parts of the Warhammer world, so to speak. Yep. That are outside of the normal things that you are exposed to. And there's so much in there. We could like. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we can really come back to a bunch of times and look at some really. There's some really fun stuff in there. It really makes the Warhammer world a pretty horrific place to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad these things are supposed to be rare because yeah. already I can't walk through the forest without getting attacked five-sixths of the time. So, <laughs> And then when you do, your soul gets ripped apart in the you know ethereal plane on top of that, so <laughs> exactly. you can't win. Exactly. It's a rough place to be. Of course, if, it is, if, if Warhammer world is in the middle of the Eye of Chaos then, or the Eye of Terror, then that explains stuff. Oh, is that one of the theories? It's in the center of the Eye of Terror? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because, well, I mean, you've got all these, you know, the the whole old ones. And we've talked about this before with yeah. the gates and yeah, yeah, yeah. the webway portals. Right. And someone's saying that that's, that was, you know, that was where it was sort of hidden off. That's why it's not, no one's finding it in the 40K world because it's this little pocket hmm. universe inside there. Interesting. Yeah. It's weird. But I like that. Cool. I like that theory. I do, too. So, um, folks, episode 99 will be back. We'll be uh, talking about Blood in the Sun. We'll be done yep. with Blood in the Sun, talking about that a little bit. Um, and then episode 100. Right around the corner. So, uh, get on them contests, boy. Absolutely. Did you want to talk about the oh, yeah. special contests for episode 99? 
I'm, I'm working on this one. If we can get one more contest back, like if we can get one more set of prizes, um, I might have one more contest. So listen to episode 99 because I had an idea for a contest. And if if we have this, then it's going to be one. Of, it's going to be more of a first person to respond with the right answer wins. So we'll, we'll announce what that is in episode. 99. It'll be yeah. It'll be somewhere in the episode. There'll be we'll you know we'll we'll ask the question or do the thing, and so you want you're going to want to listen to ninety nine. You want to listen right when you get it to mm-hmm. because first one with the correct answer. Wins. First person who got the correct answer wins. If we get the if the 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 prize support and get that one going for that, I think a half dozen contests for one episode should be fantastic. I think we'll be the first person who's the first show. That's done that. Uh, contest NATO? I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the original Contest NATO. <laughs> Others will try to replicate it, but it shall never be. All will fail. <laughs> uh, other than that, folks, you know, uh, hey, leave us an iTunes review. We haven't gotten too uh, many recently. We We've got one a few. on May 20th. Okay. Uh, so, pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, but we're just, I mean. It's, yeah, we're always asking for more. We're always asking yeah. for more. They, 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 always, they, they seem few and far between because, uh, you know. They're, they're, they're precious. They are. Because of that. Yeah. I mean, when we first started getting them, we first started getting mm. iTunes reviews, and you get a bunch, and it's like, yeah, wow, yeah. we got so many, and now we're getting them, and, so, and now it's, it's kind of, oops, it's kind of slowing down lately, yeah. and I'd like to see more without having to search all the other countries. Sure. So go ahead and. Do that for us if you would. Or if not, if you don't want to leave an iTunes review, then go find a friend who doesn't listen to the show and make them listen. You have a little air turbulence there? Your yeah, voice was, is shaking a little bit. Oh, did it? I should repeat that then. I'm sorry. I had an you itch. Keep that in. My ear was bugging me. I was shaking my whole <laughs> head there. <laughs> nice. Ridiculous. We should do a whole segment where we talk like this. Oh, yeah, we that'd talk be like great. this. Everybody. <laughs> I'll get you, man. It's Merman, everybody. Quick, get away from the water. Wow. Let's end this show on a low note. All right. So, yeah, but uh, (laughs) do the contests. Listen to episode 99 because there may be another contest, and that will be another cool one, but it will definitely be a whoever gets it right first wins. So. All right. And then, yeah, yeah, look forward to episode 100 for the for the prize extravaganza that's that will ensue. Yep. That'll be pretty cool. And then we'll be just back to good old normal Warhammer talk. Regular stuff. So wait, that's okay, it's June 10th. So that's, that'll be like our July 10th episode. It's like a big 4th of July celebration. Oh, yeah. So the fireworks will be for Garage Hammer. Yeah. And, but then after that, man, we got so much stuff coming up on the horizon. We got, we still got books we haven't reviewed. We've got yeah, games to play and games to play. In fact, I think our next tournament's coming up. Our next big game, besides the campaign, which I've got that stuff ready to get going, is uh, we're going to play what, like three or four K next. We will do that. And if you're going to force me to play on the air, then so be it. <laughs> well, we could just play. It, no, I I, we can play in the air. We can play in the air. That's all right. But th- no, this this one is this one is airworthy because it will be it'll be uh, War of the Beard. Well, technically, no, because of who's going to be in it. Because uh, I am definitely going to be. T- it, this is going to be the special character bonanza for the for your doors. Uh, at least, yeah. Well, I'm hoping you'll take some too. It might be fun to just oh, at that three or four thousand probably. I might have to just to take up the points. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but 
at the very least, I want to get Thorgrim Grudge Bear on the table, and uh, and and some of the characters. At mm-hmm. three thousand, I can get Thorgrim on, but no, none of the other. Right. I can't get uh, the other the other Lord special characters in. So I, I leave it to you. I mean, but, if you want to play four thousand, let me know. Yeah. So I just I'm, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be cool. That'll be a big, old, a big rager battle. So a big uh, war of the beard slobber knocker. There you go. Right. War of the Beard Slobber Knocker. All right. So, folks, um, hope you enjoyed this. And uh, we will see you after Blood in the Sun. Absolutely. Take care, guys. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at GarageHammer and follow Chris at TopherChrisU. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through ChrisU at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.